Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Barbershop Talk here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, shout out to everybody who tuned in to us on uh, the first live show of 2014 this past Sunday. We snuck one in on y'all. You know, a lot of people were, um, you know, not used to hearing us on Sunday nights. But, you know, one thing about this show is we're known for unpredictability. You know, we don't just do shows to do them. We are seven nights a week. But when we come back live, it's only because we have something really important to talk about. So uh, tonight is one of those nights. We want to talk about, you know, obviously in 2014, just moving forward. You know, that's a little uh, slogan that we've that we've kind of come up here and adopted here on this show because, you know, so many times we, we become complacent, uh, whether it's through spirituality, um, you know, career, um, you know, emotional development. There, you know, whatever it is for you in, in your life, we just want to push you forward. We want to move you forward uh, really towards uh, the life that God has, um, you know, called you to live, uh, you know, to love and, and relationships and just overall happiness. And so tonight, we you know, we reflect upon, um, you know, just the past. You know, for many women, that past involves dealing with thugs. That past involved, uh, involves dealing with uh, men who, you know, uh, unfortunately think it's okay to disrespect women, um, sexualize women. And, you know, we, we really want to address the term bitch tonight. We want to talk about the term hoe tonight, uh, and we want to take away some of the power, you know, from from those words. We want to we want to really um, analyze and, and dissect, um, you know, the origin and the root meaning of it. Not so much from the woman's perspective, as far as the anger and the, you know, just the the overall negativity that, that is perceived from women when they are, you know. Uh, the recipient of that type of behavior, behavior. But what we want to do tonight is we want to look at, get into the mind of a man as far as what would even make a man, one, view a woman like that, you know, because you have to, just so you know, as a man, if you disrespect someone, it only comes from the way that you view her. So we want to really dissect exactly how these men are viewing women that would put them into the mindset to even want to disrespect them and call them the bitches and the hoes. And we want to help you guys um, avoid that, you know, because obviously it should never happen. I'm sure a lot of people will say that. A lot of people may even be offended by tonight's show. But we will, what we want to do is we don't want to talk about what's right or wrong tonight. We want to get into what's real. We want to talk about how do you, how do you well, first of all, why it happens. You can't prevent something unless you know why it's happening, right or wrong. You know what I mean? And so that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, we're going to do a couple of advice questions. And also we're going to dissect. came across a song that I, I mentioned on Facebook. is an all-time hood classic. All right? Many of you guys know about DMX. You guys ever heard this song, What They Want, I think is the official title. But most of the men, <laughs> you know, we know it as, you know, what, what these bitches want from a nigga. You know, I put that on the flyer. And so we really want to dissect the lyrics of that song. Because I, I haven't heard it in several years, but I came across it, and I, I actually listened to the words, and I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because you notice this wasn't really on the, the, the list of, you know, topics, uh, you know, the first couple of topics that we wanted to do tonight. But I was really listening to the lyrics, and I was like, wow, this, there's some lyrics in here that I feel like will really help women un- get a better understanding of, of the mind of a, of a thug. You know, and so um, and, and so tonight's topic overall is how to avoid that type of behavior, how to conduct yourself so you don't even uh, end up with those types of guys. 
and being treated in that in that type of manner. So definitely uh, at any time throughout the show, feel free to call in 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, we'll take some calls. We'll take some comments. A lot of people say, "Wow, you know, this is a this is a Christian show." You know what I mean? Like it's done from a biblical perspective. Like where does it talk about that in the Bible? We'll, we'll talk about that. It talks about uh, respecting yourself all throughout the Bible. It talks about how men should treat women all throughout the Bible. It talks about how women who exhibit certain type of behavior will be disrespected in the Bible. And so we just want to talk about it in the realest way possible tonight. And um, I'm excited. Courtney, you yourself, having been the recipient of some uh, disrespectful behavior in the past, what are your thoughts on tonight's show? I am so excited. I'm so excited, as always, um, you know, to get into it and talk about it, because I, I know that I can relate to yeah, which is unfortunate, you know, which which is unfortunate. You know, I don't think anyone should be able to relate to being called a bitch. I don't think anyone should relate to, you know, be able to relate to a man saying F-U-B, you know, I just wanted to hit anyway, you know. But this is stuff that I literally grew up, you know, seeing um, around me. You know what I mean? Like I've never been, a, you know, a disrespectful guy per se. But I definitely hung out with some disrespectful guys. I definitely saw a lot of disrespectful behavior. I saw a lot of women viewed be, being viewed in a disrespectful way, which led to that behavior. So I just want to come to y'all in the realest way possible, you know, and, and really, um, you know, hopefully break some chains and, you know, uh, shed some, uh, break down some walls, uh, shed some misconceptions that often are associated with uh, dating and relationships, and um, really just talk. You know, I think one of the, the problems uh in 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 society but specifically in the black community and we talk we we've talked about it we'll continue to talk about it more and more in 2014 we need to focus more on communications in fact i was a guest on uh source source nation, nation radio i believe shout out to them uh on yesterday i was a guest uh, they interviewed me uh, for about a half hour 45 minutes and we spent some time talking about uh, just the, what exactly I felt like the, one of the major issues was in, in the black community as far as relationships go. And I said it's communication. I said men and women aren't talking. There's no communication. Like there's not, you know, women think men feel one way. Men have their own issues towards women, in, in, you know, in certain areas. And it's like nobody's talking about, okay, well, what can we do to get past this? What can we do to break down these problems so that we can come together and be a family? You know, so I can view you as a respectable woman. What, what you know, what I'm saying as whereas what, what's really happened is the men are in the barber shops, the ladies are in the beauty salons, and everybody's having these vent sessions, but nothing is that. No, no one's coming together. So that's what we want to kind of be a, um, you know, provide that avenue for the conversation to be to be had. So Courtney, I mean, you know, you know how it goes. What's some stories about how you've been disrespected? When you think of a thug. We can start it off that way. What does that even mean to you? I just think of it as a, a man that really doesn't, you know, have a um, make a legal, you know, a means of income. You know, I think of that. Uh, I think of a man that is disrespectful. I think of ways that I have been treated um, by those men. I think of wanting those men because thinking that they were mysterious and, you know, trying to um, get into their hearts. That's what I think of. How can you relate to that? You said how can I relate to that? Yeah. 
What like well, what's happened that, in your life that that would be indicative of that type of behavior? I mean, have, I mean, you know, specifically, have you ever dealt with a thug who has viewed you in a disrespectful manner? Yes, I have. Ex- um, yeah, I dealt with someone for a brief period of time. Uh, just it was like one summer, and he. I mean, it was kind of obvious the type of guy he was, and you know, drug dealer and all of that stuff. But I was attracted to him because I thought it was mysterious. And but at the same time, I was carrying myself in a way that um, determined how he treated me. So you know, wearing the tight clothes, just not having that respectability there, but not knowing it. But you know, carrying myself in that way. And so I'm thinking it's going to lead toward a relationship. And on his end, it was just all about sex because the first time I went over to his house, the first and last time, he tried to have sex with me. And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to spend time together and watch a movie or just do something like that. No, he took me to his bedroom and tried to get straight to the point and mm. just disrespected me. And so when I didn't give it up, that's when it, he really just said, F you. You know, he really he didn't have anything to do with me. Um, just, you know, threw me away like I was garbage. Cause I was just, wow, that's deep. Yeah, you know, and I'll I'll tell you this. I mean, I, that's why we're doing tonight's show, because you know it's funny. We we see a lot of some of the most popular entertainers in in society. You know, in the music industry, in this entertainment industry, they literally glorify that type of behavior. They glorify the freakum dresses, the the big butts, the the cleavage, the excessive makeup, the weaves. These are all things that will attract. We talk about it, you know, on one side, but we don't really talk a lot about it from from the other aspect of it. Like, okay, you're this is what you're doing to attract these types of individuals. But now we're going to talk about tonight from the male perspective how we view women who do come off in that manner and what how, what will make what how what's going through their minds when they see the big butt. And see, because what happens is, let me just give you a little glimpse into what I'm talking about. Like Courtney said, she just explained to you what she would do. I'm going to tell you what was going on in the, minds of, in the mind of that guy. When Courtney, first of all, when men see a woman with who, not only with a big butt, let's just say, and with big breasts, you know, a nice body, we look at, because that's not your fault. You know, in fact, it's good to have a nice body. That most likely means you're healthy. You know, you're living life in a, in a healthy manner. But if we look, then we look at how you're presenting yourself, how you're presenting that body. Are you flaunting that body? Because when you flaunt it, that basically means that you are now in a position where you are trying to entice us. You are trying to, you know, turn us on. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're trying to, you're basically saying, I want sex. Okay? Either I want sex, which is often the case, but more so, I want you to think that I want sex. So now you're not only are you putting your flaunts in your body, but you're teasing us. You're playing games. And so when, when we see that, when we when the man actually takes the bait, he says, wait a minute, you know, all right, let's get down to business, like Courtney said. But then when the woman says no, it's like, okay, now you got me here all aroused. Now you got me, you know, you wasted my time. You wasted my whole Friday night, my Saturday night. Now I got, you know, I'm already here. I could be somewhere else with somebody else, but I'm here with you. And now you're trying to make me jump through hoops? That, and again, I'm not saying anyone deserves to be raped or disused. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm doing is I'm taking you into the mind of someone who is already not thinking with a rational mind because he's living that thug lifestyle. 
You know what I'm saying? Like when you're dealing with those types of dudes, they're not the most, you know, rational, you know, uh, chivalrous types of guys. These are guys who just pretty much want, want what they want, and they're not trying to hear, oh, no, you know, I, let's not do that. Let's just talk. Why are you touching me? What you doing? Da, da, da. No, they're, they're, you know, because unfortunately there's so many women out there where it is wham, bam, thank you, man. It's just on and popping from the door. And so when you dress like those women dress, when you come off like they come off, they're not trying to hear that you feel like you're different. They're going to look at you like F you. And in many cases, they're going to say F you, you know, and, and call you, you know, the B word, right? But that if that's not how you want to be treated, you don't want to set that type of bait. You know what I'm saying? You and because it, it's real easy to say. A lot of people say, "Well, it doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter." You know what a woman dresses and how it shouldn't. This and that. it's not about what should or shouldn't happen. It's about what will happen, whether you like it or not, and about the things that can be done to protect yourself from it happening to you. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? I agree. I think accountability is needed because so many times we want to point the, the finger, you know, when things go wrong, it's all your fault, why did you do, do this to me, I deserve better than this, and we just a lot of times don't fail to look in the mirror. Because I'll admit at the time I was confused, confused as to why I was being treated the way that I was. Now it makes perfect sense only because I took the time to do that self-reflection and accountability. Right. That's, that, that's all it is. You, you know, that's, I think, honestly, that's what will save anyone from being disrespected, from and, and, and just overall getting what it is that they want out of life. It's called self-reflection and accountability. You know, uh, now, Courtney, when you think of, if you could give one piece of advice, because I want to dig a little bit deeper, but just, you know, someone who's a young woman who right now just heard what you said, just heard what I said, and they're like, wow, they're feeling a little uncomfortable. This isn't going to be one of those shows where everybody's all hyped. And, like, just so you know. Somebody in the group asked, uh, where is everybody? It's not about where everybody is. It's not, this is, <laughs> let me just explain something to y'all real quick. Listen, this is not the type of show. And, I mean, you guys, I shouldn't have to say this, you know, you guys should know by now. But this is our eighth year, okay? Like, we've been on the air for a long time. We have a lot of listeners all over the world in different places that listen in different types of ways. So you got to understand, you know, certain shows are going to be those, yeah, rah, rah, let's all get together and tune into the Day Down Tober show, da 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 You know what I mean? It's, you're going to have those shows, you know. But depending on the subject matter, certain shows are going to make people uncomfortable. You're not going to see a whole bunch of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, how to avoid dealing with a thug, what these bitches want from a nigga. Like, nobody is really going to want to admit, not at least publicly, hey, look, this is something I, I have done in the past. This is something I need to listen to to avoid it from happening in the future. You know, so, like, that's don't, you know, don't worry about where everybody is. Don't worry about who calls into the show. Trust me, you know, people are going to listen. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? That's not a problem. And I think it's all about what, however you listen. You know, it's about self-reflection and getting what it is that you want and that what you need for your life. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about you. Worry about what, what, you know, what you may have done, what you are planning on doing in the future. And that's not just for tonight's show, but that's just in general. You know, Courtney, at one point in your life, you, were in a, uh, uh, you, know, you had a mentality where you were very 
concerned about others. Mm-hmm. You know, and what they thought about you. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, I mean, to be honest, it just went back to my childhood, and and then also, you know, my interactions with men and not getting that attention. And so I guess I was trying to make up for the attention I hadn't received. So I was looking for other people to give that to me instead of looking to God. Wow. That's deep, you know, but it's real. Let's talk about what is a thug. Let me tell you a little bit of a description from what a thug is, okay? Uh, for, for me, I'm not a thug, you know what I mean? Like a thug is not someone who is passionate about Christ. A thug is not someone who is uh, even educated for that matter because thugs are ignorant. Okay, and, and men who embrace the thug lifestyle are ignorant. So if you're ignorant, that means you're not knowledgeable about many different things. Does that mean you can't be smart? You don't know. That doesn't mean that, but it but it does mean that you are in fact ignorant because you're embracing a negative lifestyle, which no one should do, and you wouldn't do if you knew better. So definitely, so that's the first thing. But definitely, there's some very intelligent street guys. But I think that when you look at um, you know, a, a thug. You're talking about, you know, your drug dealers. You're talking about people who glorify uh, gun, gun toting. You know, uh, just the overall thug mentality. You know, men who look up to the gangsters of the past, from you know the real Rick Ross and and you know Bumpy Johnson and Lucky Luciano. You know what I mean? Like those people who who idolize. Not positive individuals, but but negative individuals. Even you know rappers, you know to a certain extent, like the Jay Zs, you know Ti's and you know Beanie Seagulls and things like that. Those are typically going to be your your thugs. You know thugs are what you would consider hustlers. That's become the slang term, but I don't embrace that. What I will I'll put a a definition on it uh, and say the illegal hustlers because I'm a hustler. You know, I work like five jobs. I got a million different, you know, sources of income, different things that I'm into from literary consultation to the show to counseling. I mean, you know, car sales, you know, you name it, I do it. So there's nothing wrong with being a hustler. But when you embrace, you know, a a hustler mentality that has the potential to either get you killed or send you to jail for the rest of your life, that is is kind of what uh, comes to mind when I think of thug. Would that coincide with your understanding and definition of a thug, Courtney? Yes, it does. Right, and hopefully everybody sees sees that. I posted in the group the uh, the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity uh, sunglasses or the disguise that, you know, many people often have when they listen to the show. So, you know what I mean? And like I said, if, you, if that's how you listen, that's how you listen, but don't be afraid to embrace that. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to embrace positivity. You know, hey, this is this is good for me. You know, this would be beneficial to me. You know, I've made some mistakes in my life. Courtney has no problem with it. Many in the group uh, have no problem saying, hey, look, I used to be that girl. In fact, one of the reasons why I like the Each Woman organization, which I founded, uh, specifically, uh, you know, which is managed by Courtney, it, it allows women to come together and say, wow, you know what, we can't, what is it, Courtney, what, that's your, what Transformation Tuesdays or something? Yeah, some, some ridiculous crap like that. No, I'm just playing. With you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but you know, seriously, I think that's important. You know, because I think it's important to take a look at where you've been versus where you're, where you are, and then where you're attempting to go. All right, so that's that. Now, but 
so here's the question. So now we've defined, you know, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about the definition of a thug tonight, how to avoid dealing with a thug, and specifically a little bit later on, we're going to really get into the mind of what these bitches want from a nigga. We're going to dissect DMX's hood classic song, you know what I'm saying, what, what they want. What does it mean? What do we think that you, I shouldn't say we because I'm referring to them, but those thug guys who embrace that type of mentality, what is it that they want or that what do we perceive you guys to want? And this is really going to be a good show. It's really going to be an informative show because you don't often get to get a glimpse into the mind of a thug. Some people say, well, what you know about that? You're not a thug. See, but see, I understand thugs. I understand that thughood mentality. I get, especially as it pertains to women. You understand that? So, And you'll be surprised. See, there are hood players. There are educated players. You know, a, a player is a player, no matter what kind of player you are. The mentality of a player is the same. It's just about, you know, how you go about doing what it is that players do. That's going to be what differs. But the goal, the intent, you know, is, you know, bottom line is just to simplify it. We as men, all men, are looking for a wife or we're looking for some quick sex. That's it, you know. And so our actions uh, from that point on are really going to indicate which of those ways that, you know, that person is, um, you know, is viewing you. So uh, that's that. Now, Courtney, here's the, the another question that I think we should address before we get into the song. We've established what a thug is. What is the appeal of the thug? Why do so? Why is it that... Somebody literally could go to a club right now with a white tee on, you know, with some Tims on, with a fitted cap, you know, with some jewels, and depending on what part of the country you live in, with some, some, uh, you know, gold tee, some type of grill or some crap, you know, with a gun poking out of his, you know, his waistline, and a, and a woman's panties get wet, and he can literally smash that that night. What is it? about that type of look, that type of guy, that makes women say, wow, that's sexy. A lot of women look at that and think of someone that can protect and provide for them. They just look at that as a, a turn-on and as sexy to them. Why is pro, pro, someone providing such a big deal? I think someone providing is a big deal for a lot of women um, including myself at one point, it, like I looked at thugs um, and I got turned on by thugs because I never received that growing up from a man. So that man being my father uh, who wasn't around like that. So, I mean, it, it's almost as if I looked at those men to make up for and pick up the slack for my father. I think a lot of women can relate to that. Even if they refuse to admit that's what it is, that is what it is, and that's what the turn on is. Let me tell you. Let me tell you all this. You know, when it comes to men, it's interesting. Many women do what they do specifically because they want to be protected. They want to be provided for. But in reality, it's not even so much about the. the I'll say this. In some cases, it is you know provision. But in 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 more cases, in regards to dealing with the thug, the appeal of the thug isn't really so much that he's going to provide for you. You know, I think that's more so when you're dealing with the the you know women who go after like the 
the doctors and the lawyers and the, the the educated guys, you know, even people who might be in things like sports or different things like that. But I think that when you, you know, when you feel like they can make some money, but when you look at the thugs who you know are hustlers, the thugs who you know carry guns, I mean, I think really what that has to do with is the is the protection aspect of things. You know, we live in a society where I, I mean, and I'm just talking about me personally. I'm not even going to talk about national statistics or anything like that. I'm just going to talk about my business, Talbot Relationship Counseling. I mean, I personally and literally have counseled hundreds of women personally who have been raped, who have been molested, who have been abused, who have been taken advantage of in some capacity before they were even 15 years old. Listen to what I just said. I've personally counseled hundreds of women who've been raped be, uh, by the time they were 13, 15. You understand that? So you can only imagine what is going on. These are all black women. You can only imagine what's going on out here in the black community on a large scale. We are not having seeing fathers that are protecting these little girls. I will kill anyone who ever even attempted to hurt my little girl. I'm just being honest with you. That's just that's a fact. Not, no, you know, BS. No, I'm not a tough guy, but I am being a hundred percent honest with you. I will be in jail for the rest of my life. That's that's just what I'm. You know what I mean? Is that right? You know, it is what it is. But that's how I feel, and that's how all true fathers should feel about their daughters. Period. We're not seeing that. So what we see in today's society is women growing up feeling unprotected taken advantage of, touched inappropriately in many cases, father's out drunk somewhere, mom is too busy doing what she's doing to care. There are people listening right now who can relate to exactly what I'm saying. So what happens is they go out here into the world and they see someone who they feel as though has the means to protect them, forget the desire to protect them, but has the means to protect them the way that they want to be protected. They want someone to shoot that guy who touched them inappropriately when they were six years old. You know, so they say, now I'm no longer six years old. In fact, now I'm 26 years old. So, you know, I at least want to know that nothing like that or anything like that will happen because I am with this guy who sells drugs, who carries guns, and he's a tough guy. He has that street cred. You know, and that's unfortunately what we're seeing. That's the real appeal. That's not what most pe- women will admit or acknowledge. Nobody will really talk about that in society, but th- this, these statistics are real. You don't even hear st- people talking about statistics of, of rape and molestation in the black community amongst black women and in the statistics. I mean, that, those stats are off the charts. Nobody cares about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about their real issues. Everyone wants to say, oh, well, 70% of black women are single. But why are 70% of black women, are, are they single? How many of those 70% were touched inappropriately when they were six and as a result developed some type of complex, some type of hatred towards men as a whole and who are now 35 but have a deep-rooted hatred towards all men who even remotely you know, resemble their stepfather? or their brother, or the next-door neighbor, or whoever, you know, did them dirty. These are the things that really happen. So I think we need to start talking more about, you know, the real reasons 
for the 70%. We don't just throw these statistics out there to, you know, to, to make black women feel bad and to poke fun or to make you guys, you know, feel inadequate in any way to other races. But we, at least I can only speak for myself. We here on this show, we talk about that to lower that number. I want to start bringing uh, black women and black men together. You understand that? I mean, what, it, you, what are your thoughts on just the protection aspect of things, Courtney? I agree 100%. I mean, that that's so true, and that's that's the main reason, the protection. And, I mean, that's what I looked at, too. Um, that was the main thing. And but it, it's sad though. It, it's really sad, and I think um, people really just underestimate, you know, how the impact um, there is on little girls not having their father around. It, it's so so serious and it's so deep. And I'm so glad that we're talking about it um, because I, I do want to see a restoration of the black family. I really do. Restoration of the black family. That's exactly what we need. You know, that's exactly what we need out here. You know, restoration of the black community. Forget the black family, the community as a whole. We need to come back together. We need to resurrect the black community from, from where it is, the, the pit that it has fallen into. We have fallen behind other races. We came from a nation of, of, of kings and queens and villages and the ultimate black family, which was the African family. You know, I mean, we've gone from, from that to being the laughing stock of our native land. You know, people in other countries, they don't want to be, they don't want anything to do with black men. They don't want anything to do with, you know, black women in many cases. You know, we got, we got people here who literally are talking about going outside of the country. Forget going outside the black community. They're talking about going outside the country to find a wife. And you shouldn't have to go to the Dominican Republic. You shouldn't have to go to Antigua or, you know, Colombia or, you know, Honduras or any of these places, you know, specifically to find someone who has not been brainwashed by the Beyonce independent woman syndrome. That you should that shouldn't be how it is, but unfortunately that is how it is, you know, for many men. And we want to we don't want to just talk about it. we want to talk about where that comes from. You know what I'm saying? So what else, man? Um, you know, the mentality of a thug. You know what I'm saying? What, 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 a lot of times they have that hood education. And I think that there's something about, you know, women who just love an intelligent man. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the doctor, whether it's the, you know, that's why people like Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela, you know what I'm saying? Like they had their groupies. They had their freaks. You know what I'm saying? They had their jump-offs. Because women were even a lot of these pastors of these megachurches. That's why you see, oh, scandal comes out. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. These guys were out there smashing off chicks. You know what I mean? Some of the most distinguished men. Bill Clinton. You know, I mean, I'll keep going down the line. I mean, how many of these prominent guys out there, you know, who have this, that, that swag, that intelligent type of aura about them are able to just literally talk the panties off of these women? It's because all women have something for, uh, a thing for intelligent men. You know, men with power. And so when a woman sees that local neighborhood, if she's a hood rat, if she comes from the hood, you know, that is her Nelson Mandela. That is her Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? It just It's whatever your environment in is. It, like if you grew up in the church, you know, but you still struggle with those issues, you're going to gravitate towards the reverend, the minister, in many cases even the pastor. And next thing you know, we've got some type of scandal going on. 
you know. And so I just think that we need to, um, you know, because even my daughter, I mean, she looks at me because, you know, I'm an intelligent guy. You know, I teach her a lot of things. And you can just kind of tell she really likes seeing the things that I'm, I'm teaching her and she loves learning new things. But all women want to look up to their father. Or I should say all little girls want to look up to their father in that way. But if that father is not there, then they go to the next best thing. The next, you know, so whoever's influential, whoever has the knowledge, whoever has the intelligence, the, the that swag, for lack of a better term. And we really, as men, have to do a better job of being that guy in those women's lives who they can look up to in a positive way so that these women don't have to seek out the alternative. Because whether it's the, the doctor, the lawyer, who's still the ultimate player, or it's the local neighborhood drug dealer, either way it's not going to have a positive result. I agree. And it's all because, you know, not having your father around, it's like the, the bar is, is lowered. So it's almost, you know, for a lot of women, it's like they're willing to accept any and everybody, you know, just because they, they don't know how they should be treated. That's why you see a lot of women in situations dating married men and men that just obviously aren't good for them, men that are obviously, you know, not into them because they were never taught. And so they're walking around as an adult just lost and trying to, you know, figure it out and find their way. And that's why it's so important to have fathers. Yeah, it's deep out here. It's definitely deep out here. Um Another thing that I wanted to get into, I, and I really want—I want to—I want to play this song because I don't even want to be here all night. But I really do want to, um, you know, just dissect like all of the things that I'm talking about that are illustrated in this song. Now, you know, this is one of those shows. You know, you guys know me. I like to keep it honest. I like to keep it real. You know, th- you know, there's going to be some profanity. If I, I believe, I, I think I downloaded the the uh, one, the explicit one, which I meant to do. To be honest with you, if it's not, then. You know, I apologize for that, but I really want to um, focus on the types of things that go through the minds of a man. You know, the type of man who who will say, "F that be," the type of man who will say, "I all I want you for is sex." A lot of women have been the recipient of that, but they just don't understand why that has happened, and we want to shed some light on that. Is that okay, Courtney? Can we can we do that on this evening? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let me let me let me ask you a question. I want to I want to get this thing uh get this thing queued up properly. But in the, while, while we're working on 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 that, if you could say, you know what, I, this was the particular thing, you know, one particular thing that steered me away from that type of lifestyle, dealing with that type of man, you know, that type of thugged out dude. What would it be? Honestly, I would say the reason that I didn't deal with those types of men and get in those situations was honestly because it was God and then also because I wasn't having sex. Now, what do you explain that a little bit? Like, because, you know, everyone knows that you, you know, you, you even, you have even told uh, stories of being, uh, you know, a freak or, you know, doing different things to, um, dress a certain type of way, entice a, a man in a certain type of way. You said that you were not because I mean, you know, we got a little bit of time. You know, women will hear that, and they hear you here on the on the show every night, saying, "Well, you know, I've only been with two uh, two partners. Um, you know, I, I've never been the type of uh, 
woman who would you know had sex all like that. Well, a lot of people would say, well, why not? What were you a tease? You know, and I know some people want somebody even asked you, can you ask Courtney to tell that that toilet story again? But you know, <laughs> why? Why, Courtney? Why do the women in the Each Woman Foundation group see the pictures of you looking like a freak, you know, a streetwalker back in the day, but then you were not having sex? Because for most of them, the reason why they can relate is because they were dressing in that type of way, but were in fact having sex. What was special about you or different about you that you just were not having sex with these? Because that, honestly, I, that surprises me, uh, to be to be real with you. Um, but why? What was it? That's why I have to go back to saying it had to be God because he really, truly kept me. It's, you're right. I did dress like a hoe. You know, I did act like one. And I did everything that would make you think that I would have sex with you. And I would even get very close to doing it, but it was like something in me could not do it. It was like it was like I would try to, you know, um, go all the way. But something just kept pulling me back, and I just couldn't do it. And I'm going to say that that something, I mean, that was God. It had to be. It really had to be because, to be honest, I should have around 20-plus partners by now just based off of how I was behaving. And I feel like, you know, it was God saving me um, from that. Wow. But, I mean, I, I, I mean and, and I don't get me wrong. I mean, I like that. That's that's all great, you know what I'm saying. But what was it? You know what I'm saying. I mean, not saying it wasn't God because you you were not godly back then, right? That's that's true. I wasn't, but I just I didn't want to have a lot of partners. I know that sounds backwards. It's like why would you act like a hoe but then not want to have sex? But it was like. I didn't want to have a high number of partners. I just didn't. But I like the attention. That's why I carried myself the way that I did. It was strictly for attention and not for sex. I just wanted that emotional void to be filled um, that was left for my father not being around. That's all it was for me. Hmm. Wow, man, that, that's deep. You know, and I would I would say, you know, definitely, man, if y'all, if anybody can relate, you know, definitely, you know, hit us up, 646-200-0366. I mean, this is all... You know, tonight's show is all about deliverance. Tonight's show is all about um, just just breaking chains and 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 wanting more. You know, for your life. Um, and I really respect Courtney for that because listen to what she said. And I got this song queued up now, so I'm gonna go ahead and play it. But I, I just want y'all to reflect on that because, like, just like Courtney said, she should, in all actuality, have about twenty partners. Now, some of y'all do have 20 partners, which is, you know, it is what it is. God can deliver you. The Bible says he can make your sins, uh, you know, white as snow, you know, all that good stuff, which is true. But some of y'all should have 40 partners or should have 50 partners or could have 50 partners or, you know what I'm saying, 30 partners or 10 partners or whatever it is or could have been. I would just say, look, you know, whatever it is, make that what it is. Don't have it continue don't have it go upwards you know what i'm saying because every single person that you allow to view you and treat you in that way takes a part of you away from the man that god does have for you and i know we as men we want that woman who is complete you know what i'm saying so it's all about respecting yourself and and just know don't be anybody's 
sex toy, anybody's sex slave, anybody's freak, anybody's jump off. You know, you're better than that. All right, so what I want to do now is I want to play this song, and I want y'all to listen to the words of it. You know, don't I'm saying listen to the words of like y'all don't be listening to it every day, man. Like like this ain't on your iPods that you be jamming to and uh, you know I know I mean I know it's on Courtney's, you know what I mean? I, like I called her one time and this was playing in the background. I'm like, yo, Courtney, can you turn the music down? I'm trying to talk to you. We try I'm trying to plan the show out. Like, can you turn down the So, you know what I'm saying is so. You know, for those of you who don't listen to it on the regular, if it's not on the, the playlist of uh, uh, freak songs, you know, you know, you have the playlist. You know, you got your gospel playlist, you got your classic R and B, your jazz, then you got party music. Yeah, I mean, come on, y'all know how it goes. Come on, Court, what's your playlist? What, what's your preset playlist on your iPod? My iPod doesn't even work anymore, so I can't even answer that. But it used to be like a party playlist, and just like you said, R and B. <laughs> I didn't call it that. Right. Slow right, jams. Yeah, that's yeah. Slow jams. Yeah, that's what y'all do, ladies. What's one of your slow jams? Uh, iPod playlist. I got a playlist. You know what I'm saying? So we all got the playlist, and it is what it is. That's why I'm saying we, we, you know, we don't do this show trying to talk down to people. We don't. You know what I'm saying? We do this show from a real perspective. You know, I'm no better. I'm a work in progress, Courtney is a work in progress. We're all works in progress. It's all about trying to take that walk and getting to that place where we you know, where we all want to get to as far as being closer to God. But yeah, let's listen to this. So so this is I, I think I hope hopefully I found the, the explicit version. You know, and I I specifically did that uh so that you guys can hear the realness. You understand that? Like I you know, and if you I'm telling you right now if you you have sensitive ears if you don't want to hear the f bomb if you don't want to hear because see the the thing about it is like I'm going to play you should you should just tune out and don't listen to the rest of the show if that will be offensive to you but the reason why I want to want want you to hear what it is in an uncensored manner is so that you know it these these thugs they're not they're not sugarcoating anything you know what I'm saying they they will use the actual words. It won't be oh bleeped out. You know, court when Courtney was, was was being targeted, you know, it wasn't the type of thing where they were sugarcoating their intentions or sugarcoating when you know calling her a bitch. Matter of fact, have you ever been called a bitch? Yes, I have. To your face? Yes, over the phone as well. Wow. What did you do? Mm-hmm. You know what? You're not going to believe this, but um, one time I actually laughed. And I it's like you should not laugh when someone calls you that. But I just tried to laugh it off because I, I guess I felt like at that time I didn't deserve better. I took it sometimes. Right. Yeah, man. It's deep. It's deep. I've called a woman a bitch before. You know, I'm not proud of that, but I have. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you all like I haven't. You know, and, and this a big part of this show is about helping you guys understand, you know, what what is it that goes through our minds? Just This is just about, this isn't about rationalizations. This isn't about justifications. It's not about excuses. This is simply about understanding. 
what could make a man do that? What what did you do that put him into that mentality? Not saying what you did justifies him being in that mentality and, and carrying out that act, but just what was it? Because I don't think any. In fact, I know no one wants to be viewed in that way. And so, if if possible, listen into the lyrics of this, and we're going to talk about um, you know some ways that this can be avoided in the future. So I'm gonna go ahead and play it. You guys, uh, you know, chill out for a little bit. We'll be uh, back in a couple seconds after the song is over, and then we'll dissect the lyrics. Here it is. This is DMX. What these bitches want from a nigga.
Now, <clears throat> that was DMX. You guys already know what it was. Courtney, you know, hearing that, did it did it take you back to a different place of your in your life? Yeah, it did. It really did. Because I, I said before, I actually used to like that song. I used to sing to it, but I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics too much. <laughs> it was just but, the vibe, the mood that it put you in, right? Yeah, it just it put me in a, a mood. I don't know. I can't even describe it, but when I used to sing along to it, it had me feeling myself for some reason. I don't know. And then I would listen to the song and try to see if I could hear, you know, my name in the song because, you know, he said a lot of women's names. And so really? I thought it was cute. Yeah. Really? You were looking for Courtney? <laughs> you were waiting to hear that? I was waiting and it just it never came. But now, like, hearing it again, it's like, wow, the stuff he's talking about is nothing to be dancing along to. Right. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, when you listen to the lyrics, like, it's one thing to just turn it on, like you said. I mean, you know, you don't really listen. Even back in the day, I never really listened to the lyrics. I used to love it. This was the player's anthem. We used to drive down in the bins with the with the TVs and the, the 22-inch rims on it, riding down, picking up women, and we would literally pull up on women blasting this song. We would intentionally roll down the windows so that they could hear the music and be like, yo, turn down the music real quick. Yo, you, come here real quick. They would come over to the car hearing what these bitches want from a nigga, like, and that would turn them on. And we weren't even thugs, but they, you know what I'm saying? They would just love it, you know, and that just kind of gives you a glimpse of, into, you know, like the, the mindset of some of these women, you know, what they're used to, what they want, what they're looking for, you know. And, and we want to talk about tonight just the the lyrics of this, which really do epitomize 100% the mindset of of many thugs, you know, similar to DMX, but just also, you know, men who are viewing you in a non-wifeable way. And I think that that's this is this is going to be a, a reality check for many women right now. What I'm about to say, you hear me say all the time that there are only two ways that men view women. Which way? Which of those two ways, Courtney? Either he looks at you, views you as a potential wife. Or as a whole. Right. Depending on the situation, sometimes I do sugarcoat it. Like I might be doing an event, like a speaking engagement. I always tell women that there are only two ways that we view, you know, view women. But, you know, and depending on the environment, sometimes I'll say, which you guys like Hebrew, like Courtney said, he either views you as a wife or a hoe. But other times I'll be nice about it and I'll say, you know, sometimes either he views you as a, as a, as a you know, a potential wife or as a potential sex partner, you know, or, you know, as someone he doesn't want, you know, a future with or, you know, but it's really what Courtney said. It's either a wife or a hoe. And so, and which is, and that doesn't matter if he's the thug or if he's the, the lawyer, because what you got to realize is if he's not viewing you as a wife, the only thing other than that would be targeting you for sex. And so if you're targeting someone specifically for sex, that pretty much makes you, you know, the equivalent of how a man views a prostitute or a whore, some type of streetwalker or a hoe. That's all they're good for. And so it's all about, so if you're, if you're not being viewed as a wife, if his actions are not indicating that that's how he views you, what we're about to discuss is how he's viewing you. Understand that. 
and that so you know it's you know if it's the I don't care if you go to church with him. I don't care if you've met his parents. If he's not taking active steps to, you know, marry you and, and ultimately wife you up, then, you know, it's not, that's not what he wants. All right? So let's talk about it, though. Uh, let's see here. So we got the lyrics up. And you guys can read along, too. If, you, if you're in front of your computer, pull up Google, just Google, you know, what they, what they want by DMX, but what these bitches want from a nigga. Basically, you know, it's just a question. What do they want from me? He says, hey, yo, dog, I meet bitches, discreet bitches, street bitches, slash Cocoa Puff sweet bitches. So let's just dissect that. Basically, what he's saying there is, and this is very true, he's saying if you're that type of guy, if you are, you know, really anybody, you're going to have a large array of women. You know, at your disposal You're going to come across your street women Your hood chicks, your hood rats You know, those types of women who, you know, that that's just, what they, you know, ghetto You're going to have those women Then again, you're going to have the other one, the discreet women The women who are more, you know, they, they're not really out there like that They're not loud, they're not obnoxious But it's like you can do what you do with them And they will keep it on the low He said, you got the discreet bitches I got the street bitches those are the ones you really don't want to, you know, you don't want to do wrong because those, those are the chick, chick that'll cut you. You know what I mean? But then you got, you know, the Cocoa Puff sweet bitch. So you see, I think you guys get the point. There, any man, and I was a, a, this type of guy too. Back when I was in my, my, my player days, that player stage, you know, I, I dealt with all types of women. You know what I mean? Like there were some women I had to, I would literally go drive to the hood, you know, like North Philadelphia. If you know anything about Philly, like North Philly is one of the worst parts, uh, the worst parts of the city in, in the country, you know what I mean? So, but I would like drive my Benz into the hood, pick her up, you know, sometimes she wouldn't be ready. So I'm sitting there and I thank God right now in this moment that I wasn't jacked and killed trying to, you know, pick up somebody for some sex because I would literally be in the heart of the hood like an idiot. You know, for no reason. You know, you see what I'm saying? And so I had all that, but then again, I had my University of Pennsylvania women who I would go see. You know, the women over at, uh, you know, down Temple and, you know, the Ivy League, you know, women. It's funny. I mean, I have one woman who's like literally at the University of Pennsylvania Medical School. I would like travel over there and, you know, and smash. You know, but then the next day I'd go down to the hood. What kind, who does that, Courtney? You name me one other guy that can do stuff like that. I mean, seriously. That's funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, y'all have no idea the stories that I have, man. Like, y'all y'all haven't even heard realness. I haven't even told y'all really any stories yet. I've told y'all some stories, but not really any stories, if you get what I'm saying to you. there's so. That's what I'm saying. That's why we tried. In 2014, we're just going to take it to a whole other level of realness. You know, unlike anything that you that we you've heard, and unlike anything that we've done, but so there so there's that. So he says, and this is now he's talking about these cornballs out here. He says, street bitches slash cocoa puff sweet bitches make you want to eat bitches, but not me. Y'all niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not D. That was my line right there, because Courtney, you know how it is. You go to the clubs, 
And these, some of these cornballs out here, these weirdos, and we talked about them the other night on the show on Sunday night. These women see a big butt. These women see some, some breasts, and they go, they go crazy. These guys see a cute face. They start talking about having their, you know, these women having their babies, and I'll marry you, and I'll buy you this, I'll buy you that. I'll eat you out. Like, all types of crazy. Like, what? That's what he's saying. He's like, yo, these, these, these niggas out here, he says, y'all eat off the plate all you want, but not D. You know, like, that's not what he did. That's not what I did. That's not what these dudes do. They don't see these types of women that look good in, in, on a pair of tights and go all crazy. But that's what the psychos do. So, and this is setting you up to understand the mentality of a lot of these guys. Because, you know, certain, most men, certain types of guys, they're not pressed. And we talk about this every night. They're not going to be pressed, ladies. You have to stop thinking that your sex, that your body, that whatever it is that you think you bring to the table is going to impress these guys. Not only does it not impress these you know, the good dudes out here, but as you can see here, it doesn't even impress the thugs. It doesn't even impress the losers. He says it right here. I mean, DMX is like the, the epitome of a thug. He says straight up, y'all niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not me. He's not impressed by you. So look, go into the hood and you see these hoes trying to look like Beyonce with the blonde wigs on. They're thinking they're doing something. These thugs, they're not even impressed by that. Does DMX not confirm that for the, for the, for the freaks out there? Right. I mean, he made it clear on the phone. He did. Right. I just want y'all to hear this stuff because we don't often do this. We don't often take you inside the mind of a, a of a thug. You know, most usually you're hearing this show from the perspective of you know a, a you know godly men and what those types of men look for. And you know, and that's what we're here for, so you can aspire to be found by those types of guys. But unfortunately, we we reach all people all over the world, so I don't want to discriminate. There are some women, unfortunately, out there who do still struggle with an attraction to these types of guys. They still watch Belly specifically for that scene. And you guys know what scene I'm talking about. You watch Belly for, I mean, excuse not Belly, Baby Boy for that scene, right? Everybody knows what scenes, but it's not it's not all that is cracked up to be. So let's continue. You know, I, I'm a I'm a chill with some of the lyrics, but I do I wanted y'all to get the feel the full effect of it. He says I f with these hoes from a distance. Listen, listen, we could go up, but like that even that's important. He said I f with these hoes from a distance, ladies. Y'all ever dealt with a man? And, you know, you don't even talk to him for a week or he's MIA, you can't find him, you're not sure what he's doing, he's not really committing to you, but, you know, he'll disappear for a week, then he'll chill with you for a weekend, disappear for two weeks, come back to Like that whole type of, you know, back and forth, you know, that's a problem. You don't want to get into that, that lifestyle because that's what these men do. He says, I F with these hoes from a distance, the instant. They start to catch feelings. I start stealing their stuff. He says, I'm out just like a thief in the night. I'm going to tell you all why that's so funny. I'm going to tell you all really why that's well, the real reason that's funny. But, but, Corey, but before we even go there, is that, can you, can you relate to that at all? Have, has a man ever uh, effed, with, effed with you from a distance? Yes. Yes. How so? so that's happened to me. 
Yeah, that happened to me before. I went out with this guy, and um, we went on, like, one date. And then after that, like, I would call him. And he would, like, we would talk, but he would, like, you know, rush me off the phone, stuff like that. And so I, I would keep calling after that, like, the following days, and he just wouldn't pick up when he was on my phone calls. And so I didn't hear from him until i say about a month later, he calls talking about, hey, you know, I missed you. I haven't uh, spoken to you in a while. What's up? Trying to set something up. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Mm. That's crazy. That's how the funny thing is, though, I can relate to that, though. That's the, that's the crazy thing about it is because that's just a, a player's, you know, their M.O. You, you don't uh, – you keep women that you're dealing with you know, close enough so that you can still get whatever you want from them uh, when you want it from them, but not close enough so that they feel connected, not close enough so that they feel like they have some type of claim to you. They have they have something, uh, you know, invested. It's just like uh, we're kicking it. We're chilling. You know, we're still you know, we're not together. We're not exclusive. We do what we do, and then we keep it moving. That's why he says straight up, I F with these hoes from a distance. He says the instant they start catching feelings, I start stealing their stuff. And he didn't say stuff, but you know what I'm saying? And and that and so when you steal someone's stuff, the the whole point of first of all, if you're close enough to someone where you're even able to steal their stuff, that means you've gotten close enough to a point of you know, having a key to their crib in many cases, um, having a, you know, access to their home, bedrooms, jewels, bank accounts, information, debit cards, credit cards, different things like that. So if you're giving somebody access to all of your stuff in that way, I think it's safe to say you're letting them smash raw. I mean, am I right? Would that be out of the question, Courtney, to, to assume? No, that's what's going on. Right. And so that's what happens. So when you get them to that point, that's why he said, he said, as soon as they start getting so close, I start stealing their stuff. So when you steal their stuff, that basically solidifies the the dissolution of the relationship, of whatever it was that was going on. That basically means it's a wrap. You know, so then he and he's on to the next one. You know, he says, then I'm out, just like a thief in the night. He says, I think it, I, he said, I, I sink my teeth into bite. Wow, that's deep. He'll bite it, but he says, you think in life, I'm thinking more like what's up tonight. You know, and that that line really, unfortunately, epitomizes really, uh, uh, you know, what's going on in the black community as a whole. You know, you have so many of these, these quote-unquote good women, these quote-unquote successful women who are complaining and wondering why can't I find a man and da 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 da, but you know they're thinking life. So the first guy that comes on, like, oh my gosh, he's it. This is the you know this is him. This is the man that God has for me. And he's like, life. He's like, I'm thinking like, what's up tonight? Like, when can I smash? And then it, you know, basically keep it moving. And so this isn't something that just DMX can relate to. This is the mentality of most guys out here who are viewing you in a non-respectable manner, or in any manner that would be other than that of a wife. But that's deep. This actually, ironically, was my favorite line of the song back in the day, because that's what it was. And that, and that was the chess match. That was the, 
you know, the the cat and mouse game of you meet these women who are talking about, oh, well, no, I want to be in love, I want to be in a relationship, I want to get married. And he's like, look, I'm just trying to smash. So it's like you had to play the role a little bit because, you you know, if you're dealing with a certain type of woman, you can't just come out and be like, yeah, what's up, I'm trying to smash. Some women you can be like that, the hoes. But if you're a church girl, if you're one of these quote-unquote you know, women out here, independent women, you know, they're looking for love. You can't, You got to play the role. And anybody who says otherwise is a liar because it's not that easy all the time. Sometimes it is, but not all the time. And so what I do from a counseling standpoint, from a relationship talk show standpoint, is helping help you guys see what, what the, you know, what the chess match involves. I'm giving you his strategy book, you know, to, so that you can avoid that type of back and forth game of cat and mouse. You ever uh, run into that or, or have to deal with that? You think in life, but he's thinking more like, what's up tonight? Yeah, I've dealt with that before. And I had the guy actually tell me that he wasn't looking for a future with me. Because, I mean, it was obvious just through my actions that I was looking for more um, with him. And I remember one time he was just like, um, Courtney, I'm not trying to build a life with you. And, like, he actually told, he told me, he's like, I'm not trying to build a life with you. And I laughed it off. I'm like, oh, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's just playing, you know. And so he told me the truth the whole time. I just didn't want to believe it, and I wanted to stay in that fantasy world. But, yeah, right there he told me, like, look, this is just sex. Mm. That's crazy. That's deep. But, it, you know, it, it's real, you know. And so I'm just telling you all, ladies, don't. If any, I'm put it like this: if if anything doesn't add up, or anything doesn't seem to to be right with him, it, it's you know he's thinking more like what's up tonight. Anything outside of really, I don't want to say perfection, but really the perfect situation, it's like he he's setting you up for the for the okie doke. He's trying to smash. He's thinking more like what's up tonight, you know, because when a man is thinking life. When he's thinking, trying to make you his wife, he will do the things necessary to win your heart and to build that future with you. It's really, it's, you know, please understand, dating is not complicated. Relationships are not complicated. We only make them complicated, one, when we introduce sex into the equation and when desperation creeps up into the equation. Because when you're in a, a state of desperation, you literally start looking at every little thing, every little guy, thinking, hmm, is this is he the one? Is this the man I could build a future with? Men, we start looking. Is she somebody I can wife up, or is it just going to be sex? So there's it's like two trains on the same track. They're headed in the same direction. It's bound to be a collision course. It's just about knowing, you know, when to get off the train. Now, and this is when, this is where it gets real. The next line, he says, "Come on, ma, you know I got a wife." And even though that vagina tight, I'm not going to jeopardize my life, right? That, that's that, that, that's let me, listen. This is very deep on on a number of different levels. You know, on one level, it's just like look. You know I mean, you're, you're dealing with a married man or someone who has a quote unquote wifey. You know, a long time girlfriend of some or something like that. Even in funny things, you you know, you hear songs like this, and it was clear that. You know, really, DMX was talking about him. You know, I mean, this is someone who had a wife and, and a, a wife who he, he had been with for years, who he cheated on all throughout their relationship. So it's like, 
you know, this is like his life. He's like, yo, come on, Ma, you know the deal. I got a wife. I got a girl. I got a woman. But what's up, though? You know, you got a, you know, you got a good shot. You got some, you know, your sex is good. But I'm not going to jeopardize the life that I've built for myself. I'm not going to leave my kids, my wife, my happy home, you know, and everything that I've built just for you. You know, I'm not going to do that. So what we got to do is you got to look at what, you know, what is going on that is that is making a man who is looking for a jump off, what will cause him to say, hmm, Courtney, you're, you seem like you would make a, you would qualify as someone who, one, would be okay with having sex with a married man or someone who's involved. You know, you would be okay with being a jump off, just whether I have a wife or not, you would be okay with being, you know, my little freak on the side. You'll be okay with doing some disrespectful things and playing that role of being discreet, like we talked about earlier on in this song. So that's the first thing that has to be asked. Like, don't get indignant. Oh, you disrespected me. Are you trying? You know, you this dude. He who does he think he is? He has a wife, and he he tried to talk to me. It's not about be, becoming indignant about it. It's about understanding what is it that he sees in you, because all men don't view all women as a jump off. When men are looking for a jump off, they say, "Hmm, she would make a good jump off." She would not. That's wifey. I wouldn't even. I'm gonna chill with that. It's, she's not. I wouldn't disrespect her like that. Or I wouldn't be able to even make her jump off even if I tried. That's the reality. Some women are too good to be a jump off. I know men who have who were looking for jump offs and said, Nah, I'm you know, she's pretty, she got a body, but nah, that's she she that's wifey right there. I'm not I'm not even gonna try to make her a jump off. That's not that's the law's cause. But let me see what's up with so and so. Let me call her. She has low self esteem. She let me smash. She has no respect for herself. She knows I got a wife, but will still let me hit. That's what you got to look in the mirror. Don't worry about being indignant about it. Ask yourself, why you? What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? That's a good question. And I think um, a part of, you know, the answer to that would just be the vibe that you give off. I think a big part of it is having that sexual vibe. So it doesn't even really matter what you have on. Of course, if you have something on revealing, that's going to automatically, you know, give off a sexual vibe. But you could be fully clothed and still give off give off a sexual vibe um, to that man. So I just think that's a part of it. Just what are you putting out there that's making you know attracting him to you? Right. Right. What what are you putting out there? What are you doing? And there's always, even though there may not seem to be, there's always an answer to that question. The question is, do you do you know what that answer is? You know. But trust me, there's there you know there is an answer. There is an explanation. It's just about understanding. You know, and that's what I do through, from a counseling standpoint. You know, we do this self. Uh, esteem assessment. We do the personality assessment, the emotional availability assessment. That's specifically designed to answer the question of how you view yourself. How are you being viewed? I see a call on the line. We'll take calls tonight. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Want to hear what you guys think about this, man? Uh, hit the number one on your keypad. Question or comment. 
but I see a call from the 404 area code. Welcome to uh, the Data on Tolbert Show. What's going on, Data? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, man? It's Randy. Oh, Randy, what's going on, man? What's your, what's your thoughts on this whole what what these women want, man? Is that a mentality that you've ever had? <laughs> I'm still struggling with it right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> How so, man? Like, what, what, Tell me about it. I mean, <clears throat> I still got, you know, a couple jump-offs here and there, man, but it's just like, I don't know, man. You know, they pretty much already know what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not even the hood rat, man. It's like mainly the professional women. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's kind of crazy, man. But uh, pretty much, man, I just want to say, man, continue doing what you do, man. And I just know the devil's shaking in his boots, man, because, I mean, back in my, you know, my rock star days, I would have hated a guy like you, giving out all this good information to these women. You know what I mean? Now, you know, for every woman for every woman that's listening, I just pray that, you know, you all take this information because all the players and true dogs and no good niggas of the world they listening to. Just like you know, you ladies listening for advice, the the dudes who wanna dog you out, they listening too. And if you don't get it together, I, f- I feel bad for you. You know what I mean? Like stop having sex. That's just it. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to a girl on Facebook today, you know, we kinda cool or whatever associates or whatever, and she was telling me that, you know, she has a guy coming in town uh, this weekend to see her, and she don't know what she should do. So I said, you know, the first thing you should do is not have sex with him, because if you have sex, then you will only seem like the average girl. You know, I said, I told her to try to stimulate his mind without having sex with him this weekend. You know what I mean? Just try to do other things to make him feel like you're, you're a good fit for him. And she told me that she don't know if that was possible. And I was like, huh? I asked her why, and she said that because she's attracted to him. And that was the only reasoning that she gave me for, you know, possibly having sex with him this weekend because she was attracted to him. And so I asked her, well, how are you attracted to him? Are you attracted to him physically, sexually, or what? You know, and she just really couldn't answer that question. And I just, like, I just... I just started smirking on, you know what I'm saying, on my side of the computer because I really felt bad for her because I already know, you know, where where this is headed, you know. He's going to come in town, he's going to smash her off, and he's going to head back home and, and continue to do his thing, and she's going to be left here hurt, you know. So, ladies, please, I'm begging you, take this advice, sign up for this counseling, and just stop playing games with yourself because you're not hurting nobody but yourself at the end of the day. These men are smashing you off, going back, talking to their friends, laughing at you. And calling, not even calling you, they texting you now. You know what I mean? It's no more calling after they smash you off. They start texting you. And then when you don't respond to them late night texts, then you just cut off the list. You know what I mean? And you're just a little smash buddy. So, ladies, please, take this advice from this God-given man and, and this God-given woman in Courtney, and I hope you do better with yourselves. Wow, man. Randy, I, let me just say, man, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm sitting up here just laughing, man, because, you know, it's, you know, it's always just refreshing to hear just men. You know, man, I I talk you know to men every day, but it's it's just refreshing for you guys, for me to hear you guys actually getting this knowledge from someone else. I hear it every day anyway, because this is just how men talk. Like what everything you just heard Randy say is stuff I talk to men about every day and have been talking to men about my whole life. It's just that that type of conversation up until this point, you know, outside of this show. It has remained a mystery to women. They have no idea how men think. 
They have no idea the type of conversations that men have. They have no idea how they are being viewed by these men. And everything he just said, 100% is true. Not one thing he said that I would not 100% co-sign. You understand that? You know, and so one of the things he said that was most real is that he said that men are not calling anymore. Absolutely right. And that's not even, I mean, that's obviously a fact. But what the real, realest thing that he said was he said that when you stop responding to the text is when you get cut off the list. Because what you got to realize is these men don't even give a damn about you enough to pick up the phone and see why it is that you're not calling. He didn't say they'll text and text and text until you, 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 know, you stop answering and then they call to find out why you're not. They, don't, they will never call you after the, they, they smash. You know, they will only text to continue smashing. If they can't text you, then there's no reason to contact you. It's not about calling. That's not even an option after the sex. And you need to understand that because if you get to, once a woman becomes too too much trouble or more trouble than she's worth, then that's when she becomes expendable. And we're going to get back into DMX's version because DM, DMX he confirmed all of this in the song, which epitomizes the thug player mentality. You understand? He said, and this is very real. He said, yes, obviously this is applicable to the hood rats, but. Randy is not a thug. I'm not a thug. He said that he's he has a couple jump offs who are who are professionals. That's you know, I never was I mean, like I said, I had a couple, you know, here and there I traveled out the hood every you know, every once in a blue moon, but it was very infrequently. The vast majority of my my you know, women who who I dealt with were the you know, the educated, the professional women, you know, the college women and different things like that. The well spoken, those those good girls, those suburban girls, you know, those women like, you know, that, that went to the Ivy League schools, the women who were tired of being approached by the thugs and when they met a man like Dadon Tolbert or like Randy, it was so refreshing. So it was like boom, those pennies dropped immediately because they were so used to the alternative. You know, Courtney, just hearing Randy speak and really just even Marv and, you know, Gerald and just so many of the other men that you guys have got a chance to hear, Dre, uh, over the years. What, uh, you know, just any thoughts on what was said? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate his comments. Um, you know, he brings a lot of, you know, realness. And it's it's good to hear that and good to hear, you know, another man call in and then also express that, you know, he cares about, you know, black women and, and you know, cares about us enough, you know, pray that we don't find ourselves in those types of situations. So I, I, I appreciate it. I think I'm going to have a show where we get Marv and we get Randy on for a whole barbershop, throw Lewis up in there, man. I'm going to bring Gerald back out there. I'm going to find Gerald, man. This dude is on a world tour somewhere I already know. We're gonna get a like a like when it comes. Trust me, it's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna get the realest guys. I'm gonna bring Dre back. I'm gonna bring Gerald back. We're gonna get Randy. We're gonna get Lewis. You know what I'm saying? We're just gonna get everybody just to come back and just you know drop some of the realest knowledge of all time. You know, we do it. You know, like an all star edition of uh, of barbershop talk. We do it every so often. But yeah, man. So <clears throat> it's it's important, and I think it's important to be real. You know, and I, one of the reasons why I like. You know, why I do what I do and why I like hearing other men who, you know, like he said, he said, I still struggle with some things. And I respect that. You know, I respect men 
who who will say, hey, look, you know, yeah, I love God, yeah, I'm a Christian, but at the end of the day, you know, I do have a couple of jump-offs, because that was me back in the day. You know, obviously I don't have any jump-offs now, but I did have jump-offs back in the day when I was going to church, you know, when I was doing different things. So, you know, just just understand, ladies, don't be one of the stories that you hear told on this show, because many of you are, and he, and he said, and this is 100% true, you don't understand that you, you're being talked about. You know, men talk in the stories that are told. We don't tell stories about our wives, okay? We don't, like, if you're in a barbershop, nobody tells story about their, their woman. Nobody tells stories about, you know, their, 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 their woman that they love, the woman that they care about or ever cared about. Even forget if they're even with them. You, if that was your woman, you know, tell stories about her. But the women that get told stories about, the women who end up on videotape, the women who are on the voice recorder making all types of freaky noises, those are the women who, you know, were never anything other than, you know, other than sex. So listen, to what, what, what do you say? What, what I'm saying is if you are dealing with a man who is not your husband or actively taking steps to become your husband – and you are sexually intimate with this person, Under, please understand what I'm saying. You most likely, not most likely, first of all, you're most likely on tape in some capacity. That's just so there will be memories. He, you have sent him pictures most likely. You're probably on tape, you know, unbeknownst to you in some way. But, you know, you, you are 100% being talked about by, you know, by him to the people closest to him. I can almost guarantee you that. That's actually the only reason that these men deal with women like that, specifically to get props from their friends. The only reason that a man would say, yo, send me a picture, if he, think about it, just real quick. If he's already had sex with you, right, like what's the point of, you know, you sending him a picture? He already saw it in person. He doesn't need a picture. I'm sure he has a good memory. It's specifically to have something to remember you by, to show his friends, to get props. That's, I mean, that's all it is. So just don't fall into the, you know, the trap. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? That's so true. Everything you just said is so true. Just how men will use um, those things just for, you know, memories. And, you know, just to share with friends, and we're looking at it, you know, as women, as, oh, wow, you know, he must really love me because he's asking for pictures and all of, you know, all of that stuff. I um, I knew someone who actually had, I think I shared this before, I said it on the show before, but he has a, a photo album specifically of all the women that he smashed. <laughs> like, it was just a whole book just full of pictures. And so I didn't think anything of it when he asked me to add my pictures to the book. I said, oh, okay, you know, that's fine. And so now I got added to it, and I'm one of those stories that's being shared. Oh, this is, you know, so-and-so, and I did X, Y, and Z with her. Well, that's, that's bold that he told you that. Usually it's, you don't, because I, I, back in the day I had the same type of book, you know, the same type of album. I mean, nobody usually says, 
oh, can you add yourself to it? And they say, oh, okay, that's fine. No, it's usually just, you know, send me a picture or whatever, you know. Then you send a headshot, you know, your old graduation picture, and he just looks at it with disgust. Like, you know, he wants to cuss you out and delete your number right then and there for sending him something so ridiculous with, like, a, a fully clothed picture. So he says, yo, you know, send me something different. Then you next thing you know, you send something, your shirt unbuttoned a little bit. He's like, look, just send me. Some dudes are getting bolder and boy, Like, look, chick, I want to see your breasts. Like, what? what I got to spell it out for you? You know what I'm saying? That could be a book in and of itself. Like, you know, how to manipulate a woman into showing you, sending you a, you know, a butt naked picture. It's like nobody can. And the fellas, all the fellas listening, they're like laughing right now because they know. It's just like the, the, the things you get. You got to get real creative. You know, you don't want to say something too disrespectful, but at the same time, you want to, you know what I mean? You want to get what you want. So it's just about ladies not, you know, understanding what it is. Bottom line, if a man asks you to send him a picture, he's trying to smash, you know, like that's just what it is. You know, now if I say, you know, tomorrow, hey, you know, uh, Danny, send me a picture. No, I'm not, it has nothing to do. When you're talking about a, a married couple, that's that's different, you know. Like that's something that couples do. You know, marry husbands, do wives. That's nothing. But when you're not even his girlfriend yet, you know, like that's that's just like disrespectful. And it, and a lot of women specifically do it because they think it's going to transition into, you know, something significant. But ironically, doing it is what prevents you and eliminates any chance of it being significant. How can a man wife you up after his best friend has seen your breasts? He already, as soon as you sent it, he forwarded it to his homie, like, yo, check out this chick. So how can he then say, yo, meet meet so-and-so, this is now my wife, this is, you know, he's like, what? You just sent me, you know, her, her you know, her butt-naked booty. You know, she's been over in the bathroom, like, you, you, that's wifey now? It's like, oh, yeah, no, d- just forget you saw that, and then, you know, like, no, that's that's not how it works. So it's it's unfortunate, but it is it, it's real, you know. What page what page in 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 act like a lady is is that whole thing on? Let me know so I can I want to look that up. You know what I mean? Show me the book that talks about how to avoid having your picture on the on the bulletin board in the local barber shops. I'll wait. Let me know. You know what? That's because there, there is nothing. You understand that? Not until this summer when. How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days drops. You understand that? The book that's going to change the world, change the whole landscape of dating and relationships. Put it on your calendars. Just don't even worry about it. They just put summer. Just put summer. When it starts getting warm out, you know, look out for Dadon's new book. And then that's just what it is. This is I mean, because it's going to really change everything. It's going to be the blueprint. Are you excited, Courtney? Of course I am. You know I am. Look, guys. We're talking tonight about what, how to avoid, how to manage, you know, dealing with, and even avoid overall would be a better term, the thug, the guy with the thug mentality. But to avoid it, you have to first understand it. <clears throat> my page, my wall should be filled right now with people saying, you know what, they don't forget all this other stuff, just thank you. Just, just thank you for this. And I don't need that, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying that's what it should be, you know, because this is, like, unparalleled right here. I'm just, you know, I'm not even trying to break. I'm just trying to be real with you. You know, this is, like, life-changing stuff that will prevent you 
from from making any mistakes in dating and relationships. If anyone anyone who listens to the show on a regular basis and does the things that we say doesn't do the things that you know we say not to do, your life will be a hundred percent smooth in regards to dating and relationships. It will. Women who don't, like Randy said, he's like, look, just don't have sex. And she said, I'm. A, she said, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. That's gonna be hard. What the? And that, I, I would probably have that same look. Like, what do you mean it's hard? It's hard not to pull down your panties and let a man who doesn't give a damn about you run up in you raw? That's hard? What's hard about that, Courtney? Help us understand. For some women it is because a lot of women have sex with men just based off of their looks just because they're physically attractive and they just have sex with them. That's just a pattern of behavior for them. Right. So let's get back into it. He says, you think in life, I'm thinking more like, What's up tonight? Come on, Ma. You know I got a wife, even though that I'm not going to jeopardize my life. So what is it that you want from a nigga? I gave you, you gave me, bitch, I blazed you, you blazed me. And this is what I think a lot of women don't understand. They don't understand that men get the same thing from sex as you do. We don't, like a, a lot of women put their vagina up on a pedestal, okay? They think there's something golden about it. They think there's something special about it. They think that you allowing them to have sex with you is in some way doing them a favor, when in reality it's not. No woman has anything special about what's in between her legs. No woman on the face of earth. There's nothing special about that. He said that's, and this is what these men think. This is where the disconnect comes in because DMX says it right here. He says, "Look, I gave you, you gave me. I blazed you, you blazed me. Where that's an even trade. I'm not gonna chase you. I'm not gonna, you know, fill up your pockets with money and and take you out and wine and dine you and you know take you shopping for what." I gave you, you gave me. It's the even trade-off. Whereas women, they're thinking, well, I did this for you, or I'm going to do this for you, so this is what you have to do for me to get what I'm going to do for you. Whereas that's not how we look at it, ladies. We could at any given time, and you'll see a little bit later on in the song, there's never a shortage of women. There's never a shortage of women. There's nothing special about you know, one woman over another woman when they're all being viewed for sexual purposes. It's, you know, it's, it's no need. Courtney, did you ever think that there was something special about what it was that you could bring to the table sexually? Yes. I used to think I was just the best out there. I really did. Not even just with sex, but just, I mean, as a woman in general, I just thought I put myself on a pedestal. And I really just thought that those men were crazy for, you know, treating me like that and targeting me for sex because I was marriage material. I was wifey in my head. Hmm. Right. That's the key word there, as you say, in my head. And that's what a lot of women, it's good that you've been delivered from that mentality. A lot of women have yet to be delivered from the, you know, I'm I'm the stuff. Type of, there's nothing. There's nothing special. All women are ugly after sex. Let that, let's let that marinate for a little bit. Let that marinate. You guys know how we do here on the show. We keep it real. All women are ugly. They're like now, because well, again, if, and I 
there's there's many scriptures that that speak to this. You know, sex is something that will decay any relationship. That's because it's fornication. It's not for you know premarital activity. You know, so it's like that's why that's and we talk about this from time to time, but that's the real reason why men don't call after sex because they're repulsed by you. They don't want to have anything to do with you because they it's like there's a hatred. There's like a, you know, some type of disgust there. And the Bible confirms that. And that'll all be in the book coming out in the summertime. And it's just a matter of understanding, hey, look, it's nothing personal. It's just that, you know, after the sex, I become, you know, I've seen women like look like, I mean, uh, the most beautiful women in the world. It's like that, you know, right after the sex, 10 seconds after ejaculation, it's like, what the heck am I even here for? They become, and Marv will tell you, Randy will tell you. And, you know, and then you don't really, you don't even want to have anything to do with them other than what you just did, and that won't even be for like a couple weeks. You ever notice that, Courtney, or maybe, you know, you might not be a good example, but other women who've had, you know, friends with benefits or different things, you ever notice how, you know, he'll have sex with you, but then he won't have sex with you like the next day. It won't even you won't even see him or hear from him the next day. It'll be like that next weekend or that couple weeks later he hits you up. That's because it has to build back up. The the, the disgust has to dissipate, you know. And, and it's just like okay, yeah, I'm now I'm horny again. So let me get some sex from him. But anything outside of severe horniness, he, you ain't hearing from him. It's because he's repulsed and he's disgusted. I hate to put it like this. I hate to be this real, but I have to because you guys need to understand what's really going on in the minds of these men. How deep is that, Courtney? That's so true. That's so true, and we, we do need to hear it. And what you just said is something that I can relate to. I, I can relate to that, and I can re- I can relate to the feeling of, you know, not having sex with someone because, like you said, they were disgusted, and I found myself almost begging, <laughs> you know, for them to sleep with me because they weren't showing any interest. And even when they did, I can tell that they just weren't there. Like it was like they were just doing it, but they weren't really there. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something. Now, I want to go. I wasn't going to go here, but what the heck? It's 2014. When you say they weren't really there, what do you mean? It was like they were just going with the motions. It was like, I mean, physically they were there, but I could tell that, you know, they weren't really into it. I could tell that they were probably um, fantasizing about somebody else. It's just no emotional connection or not even pretending to have an emotional connection. And I just felt like it was just something they were just doing, just, to ejaculate and then just be done with it. Right. That's one of the interesting things, because I want to take that a step further. That's exactly what happened. But in many cases, women will be, like you said, they, you know, you will not, that you can tell that he's not there. He will be fantasizing about other women. I remember one time, this is like a, a high school classic, you know, this guy was like, you know, this young woman, I won't put any names out there, but this guy, he's like the school player. And it was like one of the, uh, it would put it like this. It was a woman, a young girl who was in the twelfth grade with us, who was very physically endowed, okay. And it was like, but unfortunately, you know, her face was not the most desirable. 
and um, you know this guy, he he, he was just like everybody knew he was having sex with her, so it'd be like a snowstorm or something. And then uh, like we would, we would get out early, and he would go over to her house. He's like, man, that B was so ugly. I had to, I couldn't even get off, man. I had to like, he was like, yeah, I had, I was smashing it, and I couldn't even, you know, stay hard. So I had to go downstairs and pop in a porno, and then you know go back upstairs, and you know, and then finish. And I put a bag over that chick's head. It was like obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that's not true You know what I'm saying Nobody does that Like you're not going to stop having sex with somebody Go downstairs and watch a porno And then go, like that just didn't happen We know he was lying Or even just joking Like it just. But it's just the fact That he was not there He was not into it He was in fact fantasizing about someone else And ladies y'all know In many instances Y'all ain't the only ones who fake orgasms, right? I mean, y'all, I want y'all know that, right? Like, Courtney, did you know that men actually do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. A lot of women will say, a lot of women scratching their head. They say, well, what do you mean? You know, he, he, they, they fake orgasms. Why would, why would a man do that? Isn't, oh, I've heard women say all sex is good sex. Well, that is probably the biggest misconception of all time. All sex is not good sex. All sex does not even feel that great. Some sex is just downright not good, you know. And if you want to, we're not going to get too deep into it, but, you know, we have in the past. You know, Gerald and I did that all-time classic Sex 101 show where we literally defined what makes good sex, what defines bad sex. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, all shows are archived. I'll just put it that way. But, you know, don't let certain things go to your head. Don't start feeling yourself too much because all, you know, women are not being viewed as even entertaining in the bed. And so, yeah, men will fake an orgasm just to, you know, because you don't want to be awkward. You don't want to have an awkward moment. It's like if you know it just ain't happening, you probably had sex with somebody last night or even earlier that day, and you know how it is. You might just not be that horny, but you're just doing it just to do it. So it's just like, okay, and the sex isn't good. You're probably not going to – I'm just being real with you. As a man, you're probably just not going to finish. And But at the same time, so you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want it to be like, oh, what you, you ain't, like, what you, what you doing? What, you, you know what I mean? So you just act like you did and just so you can be out of the situation with, with sparing her feelings. You're not even so much caring about her feelings, but just to avoid you having to go through an uncomfortable circumstance. And the fellas all know, like Randy, anyone listening to Marv, I mean, everyone knows the fellas all can relate. There's not a man within the sound of my voice that cannot relate to what I'm saying. Now, this is just for the ladies right now, so y'all can understand the things we talk about every single day. Was that up until this point? Because this is not even something you and I have talked about, Courtney. Is that, that this is unfamiliar to you? It's very unfamiliar. I did not know that you all did that. So. <laughs> I just had, yeah, I had no idea. I don't. Know, that's probably been done to me before. I, who knows? Probably. But yeah, I always thought it was just something that women did. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, it's just you know, it's the funny thing is the same thing. The same reason why women do it is really the same reason men do it. I mean, you just want, them, want that dude off you. You just want to go on about your day, and we do the same thing. But the, here's the, the crazy thing about it is that you don't even have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because the same thing that you're thinking 
put it like this. When it's right, you know, it's going to be right. Like if a man really loves you and a, a man really cares about you, then it's you're not going to find yourself in a situation where you even have to do that because most likely he's going to care about your your you know you being pleased. He's going to care about you being satisfied and and vice versa. So you're really not going to and it's it's just going to be right. And when I say right, I mean within the context of marriage because anything outside of the context of marriage obviously is wrong. There's no such thing as good sex. That's actually an oxymoron. You know, there's making love to your husband, making love to your wife. That's the only context in, in, that would, would constitute good intercourse. So, but yeah, we, we, you know, we as people, we, um, you know, we, we, we don't believe that and we go outside of that. And then, unfortunately, we often face the consequences. But it is what it is. So back to the song, though. I told y'all it's going to be a real show, man, because, you know, we're talking about exactly what it is. You know, let's see what else it says. It says, um, you know, I gave you, you gave me. You know, B, I blazed you, you blazed me. (laughs) 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 Nothing more, nothing less. But you at my door, willing to confess that it's the best you ever tested. Better than all the rest. I'm like, all right, girlfriend. He said, he said, all right, girlfriend, hold up. I gave you what you gave me, boo, a nut. Now, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, but this is how it goes down. This is what happens. This has happened to me. This has happened to Randy. This has happened to Marv. This will happen to just about every man you know at least one time in their player life. What's happening is you're living a certain type of lifestyle. You're gaming these chicks' heads up. You're having sex with them. And, you know, the woman has put herself up on a pedestal to the point where she says, I'm, my stuff is all that, and because I gave you what is most precious to me, something that was taken from me when I was six years old, now I have willingly given you something that was so precious, and you have violated me the same type of way that someone else violated me. You know, oh, no, hell no, hell with that. I, you are going to, you know... You're going to love me. You are going to have something with me. So what happens a lot of times is they do show up at your door. You know, DMX is looking at it like, look, nothing more, nothing less. You know, I gave you. You gave me. That's it. Keep it moving. I'm washing my hands of you. But no, nah, these women are like, oh, no, hell no. You number 15. I was at 14. 14 was cool. Or 9 was cool. You now lucky number 10. You, I'm now in the double digits. Oh, no, nah, I ain't going in double digits for, for nothing. You're going you gonna to have some. So he, now it says, but you at my door. You popped up at my crib trying to talk about it's the best that you've ever had, and I'm better than all the rest. He rolls his eyes and says right here, all right, girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. That's You can think that if you want. He's saying, look, hold up. I gave you, you gave me what you gave me. Basically a nut, an orgasm, just sex. That's it. These men, and the, the moral of all this is these men don't care about sex. I don't know how else we can tell you that, whether we're talking about the elite men, whether we're talking about DMX and the, the lowest of the low, the, thug of the, the thugs, 
No one, no man cares about sex. Sex is never going to be a huge deal. They may appear, to, you know, make it appear that it's a big deal just so they can get it and continue getting it whenever they want it. But it's never a big deal. It's never going to be. He, and this this line epitomizes how all men think about sex. It's like, look, I gave you what you gave me. That's it. How do you feel about that, Courtney? As a, as a woman. I mean, I feel like it, it's real it's accurate you know i don't feel offended by it it's it's the truth the sad part is that it, you know it went over our heads you know us being one time about women just when the song came out i don't think we really thought about about that yeah a lot of women they they, they you know they get to a point where they're really feeling themselves way too much very unnecessarily you know which is unfortunate because we need to, uh, we just need to have more real, real dialogues, you know, real conversations where where women can hear what we're saying when they're not around, you know, and not, not no, not debates, not battle of the sexes, but actual conversations where we can learn about the opposite sex. That's all. And once we start doing that, I think that. You know, well, and this is good. That's why this show. One of the reasons why this show is popular and why we've lasted for so, you know, as long as we we have, is because we are creating a forum where where you know it's just straight knowledge. A lot of times, people get into, you know, uh, trying to be entertaining, and when you entertain, you 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 take away from the knowledge because in order to entertain in today's society in any capacity, you have to dumb down what it is that you're doing just for the sake of entertainment. You know, if this show was done for the sake, of, and it was. I posted the picture, um, you know, of me and Zane from back in the day. We were at this event laughing it up, ha-ha. You know, that's all well and good. I had her on the show. That's all well and good. But I posted the link just to show you guys there was no knowledge in that show. There was no – it was entertaining because you got a chance to hear from probably the number one female author of all time. I mean, yeah, well, okay, whoop de do it's entertaining, but what did anyone learn from listening to that show, that interview with Zane or the interview with, you know, the OJs or Drew Hill or, you know, any of the other celebrities that I've ever had on the show? Nothing. That's why we don't do it anymore. It's no point. It's, you know, this show now is all about educating. And in order to educate, it's just been, it's been a blessing, actually, that we've been able to, to walk the line and straddle the fence of entertainment as well as education. But most people, you know, it's either one or the other. But if I had to pick, I wouldn't care about entertainment. It's just, you know, it's just all about the knowledge. and the, You know, which is why you're not going to see this show anywhere other than where you see it now or hear it now, just because people want to be entertained. That's why people say, well, where are they at? That's why, you know, we don't have a, a million people calling it. It is the people just listening in because they want to get the knowledge. You see what I'm saying? If this was about an entertainment standpoint, if this was another type of show, you know, even back in the day when we were a different type of show, you know, Courtney, you used to listen. Hey, people calling it from all over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. Well, yeah, because it's like entertaining. It's not uncomfortable. Right, you know how you used to listen with the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember how it used to be. 
It was like a caller every five seconds. It was yeah, it was popping. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that's good though. That's good. Evolution is always good. You know, understand now though. Make no mistake about it. The listeners now that we have in 2014 are way more than we had in 2007, 2008. This show has we were one night a week, you know, in you know, back in the day. Thursday nights at nine o'clock. I posted the old flyer in the group for y'all to see. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's encouraging that people want, you know, substance, okay, as opposed to what else is out here. These shows come and go. Look how many. I mean, I mean, not, and this is good. I think reflection is good. I mean, really quick, since we've been on the air, have you ever thought and just reflect on how many shows have come and go just in the amount of time that we've been on the air? Have you ever really thought about that? No, I hadn't, to be honest. No. I mean, you look. I look at people like the Queen Latifah, Monique. Um, I mean, I mean, so many different people. I, I mean, even Wendy Williams. I mean, I know she's still on, but Michael Bayesden even. You know, Steve Harvey. These are all people who have only been on the air for, what, like, you know, 10 years or so. I think we launched our show maybe two years after Mike Bayesden, you know, a couple years after Steve Harvey. They, they will all go. I mean, unless something goes that I don't, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of, um, you know, longevity and, and realness, you know, and substance, which is what I'm what I'm passionate about. It's not about ratings. It's not about popularity. It's about changing lives from a biblical perspective. That's it. All right? That's a blessing, though. Let's go back into the song, though, because we're almost done. And that's all I really even want to talk about tonight, man, you know, because this, this is a lot. It says, what is this? Uh, I gave you, you gave me. You know, I blaze you, blaze me. Nothing more, nothing less, but you at my door. I told I told y'all the story about the chick showed at my door. I've told that story before. You've heard that story, right? Probably, but refresh my memory. <laughs> what happened? For the newer listeners, I told y'all the story. I was dealing with this young woman who, you know, it was definitely on a sexual level. You know, I mean, we were actually together, and without being too descriptive, we were we dealt with each other in the past. We decided we were going to go our separate ways, but same thing, you know. I, I had moved on, but she wasn't willing to accept that it was over, and she would have rather wanted something rather than nothing. So I was entertaining a, a, a you know, a new young woman who I wanted to have a future with, and uh, this young woman pops up at my at my apartment complex, you know, banging on the door. I'm like, what the heck? So, she, you know, same thing. At, at my door, willing to confess that I'm the best that she up. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's what it was. And I'm like, yo, can you please, you know, I'm I'm busy. Because I'm, it was like the type of thing where she called me and I didn't pick up. So, you know how it goes after they don't pick up. You know, y'all ladies, y'all, y'all do the drive-by. <laughs> she, I guess she drove by. She saw my car outside. I was like, oh, oh, he, he, if he's home but he's not picking up, he must be home and entertaining somebody. So I'm going to go over there. Like, what's that going to do? So she pops up, you know, makes a big scene, wants to fight the girl, and I had to kindly escort her out the apartment complex. You know, and but see, I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> this is DMX's song, but this is also my life. This is also the life of how many other guys out there. This is this is what is reality. Doesn't get realer than this. This is what actually happens. Every man has a story about a woman, a psycho, popping up at you know, 
at his crib. <laughs> Every man. And we already know Courtney's popped up at cribs, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman crawling through the windows and stuff, swinging webs, swinging from tree to tree and different, peeking through, like throwing bricks through the car windows. What was it that made you want to do that? Huh, because I felt like that would do something. Like that would, I, I wanted to do something that I felt would make him mad. Well, it, it didn't, it really didn't matter. But I just wanted to cause a scene. I did the same thing, popped up, knocked on the door, tried to kick it down. Just all that stuff, thinking I could hurt his feelings. But you can't hurt someone's feelings that does not care about you. Right. Yo, Courtney, I meant to ask you. <clears throat> some, I mean, she goes, I'm kind of up in the air about her. What do you think about this Chanel Cooper Sykes young woman? Somebody posted a video. Are you, are you familiar with her work at all? I know who she is. Mm-hmm. What do you think about I, I think she gives good advice. Sometimes. I think a lot of times it's more so for entertainment. It's a lot of theatrics involved. Um, but I, I think she, she, she's wishy-washy to me. I don't feel like she's consistent with the advice. That's just my that, opinion. That is you. I'm very familiar with her. I'm very familiar with her work. I think you're, what you just said is exactly what I would say. She gives great advice sometimes. Some things are absolutely right on point. Other things are to- is is just totally I- I- indicative of why she's not married, <clears throat> and you know, and, and is keeping many women single. But so it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I did want to say from a female from a uh, physical standpoint, she's a very attractive woman. You know what I mean? Like very attractive. You know, a great example of someone who. Um, I've never really seen anything from her where I'd say she was, you know, coming off in a, a slutty manner. Very beautiful woman as far as her, her face, you know, has a short haircut, um, rocks it, doesn't feel the need to, you know, elongate it with weaves. Never really seen her with a weave. Not saying she doesn't, but I've never seen it. Um, so, But, yeah, so I'm just saying, like, that's a, she's a good example of, um, of of an attractive woman, a classy woman, uh, but just, you know, really hit or miss with the with the advice. And, so I did see it in the group. Some people were probably wondering, like, why the heck are you talking about that? Well, I just saw it in the group, so I figured I would just touch on it uh, real quick. See, like, even this video I'm looking at here, it says, all men are dogs. I haven't clicked on it. I don't know what she's talking about, but I can't imagine a uh, any type of advice that would start out with a title saying, all men are dogs. I just, you know, it's just ridiculous. So, um, you know, beware, guys, of false prophets. Beware of false teachers and just overall people who who give relationship and dating advice that is not given from a biblical perspective? There's no relationship in the vice, uh, excuse me, advice in in the world that will have a positive result if it if it contradicts that 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 of which is given in the Word of God. So just, and that's just what it is. Like I, I'm so excited about my new book because literally it it comes straight from the Word. Everything is is backed up by the Word in the book. So you just when you see it, it's just gonna, it's it's gonna be just cement, you know, this legacy, everything that we do, and just, I, I you know, I feel like it should sell a million copies. It probably won't, just because of you know what I'm saying, the lack of, you know, uh, a lot of different factors. But you know, hopefully, some it will be a blessing in someone's lives. Uh, but yeah, back to this though. So. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to tell you, that story with the her, the chick popping up was just unfortunate. And um, even after, and even if you look at shows real quick, even if you look at shows 
on like loving hip hop. You know, a great example. You look at uh, like the Joe Budden in Tahiri situation. This is someone who saw makeup, came to the crib, saw makeup on his bed. You know, just calls herself breaking up with him or whatever. But I think we all know by the end of the season she's gonna be back with him, still having sex with him. You know, same thing with the Peter Gunn situation. This is someone who he was living with for years, baby mom, gets up, cheats on her, has a gets married to someone, and then he's still able to smash off the chick. I mean, he's going back and forth having sex with both of them. And he even said, she was like, he even confirmed, he was like, yeah, that's what it is. You know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm dealing with you, yeah, I'm dealing with her, and I just, I'm just, i just trying to deal with both of y'all, so I just want to be honest, that's that's what I'm doing. And these women know that, you know, and it's funny, the irony is that, and I, on a certain level, I kind of respect that, because that was me back in the day, I didn't lie to these women, I would be honest, just like he was being honest, whereas a lot of these other dudes well, 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 he would have told his wife, like, no, I'm I'm going to leave her alone. I'm going to leave Tara alone. I'm not going to deal with her. And she was like, okay, fine, great. Now I'm getting what I want. But he's telling he's like, look, that's my baby mom. I'm still going to see her, da-da-da. And even with the other chick, he's like, look, you know, that's my wife. I'm still going to see her. And even though he's being brutally honest and they as mad as they want to be, they have no choice because they're still hooked to her. Even the chick, the wife, she said, the lady was like, yo, are you going to divorce him? She starts crying. She says, I can't imagine myself without him. He just told you he had sex with the other chick like yesterday. And she's still crying saying, I can't see myself. That is, that's crazy. But it's, even though I think that that whole situation is fake, it's, it's very real in the lives of women all around the country. Have you been following it this season, Courtney? Up to a certain point, I stopped watching it. But I I'm familiar with the situation. Yeah. It's deep out here. It's deep. But yeah, back to um you know, back to DMX. It says <laughs> um what these bitches want from a nigga. Really want Cisco singing, fruitcake. What these bitches want from a nigga. I've been keeping you up on it, bling blinging on that jewelry girl I bought it. I mean even that, even that little you know, uh, interlude, a little segment from, from Cisco. I mean, you got to really look at what he's saying. All that bling blinging. Tell me what you want from me. Tell me what you want from me. Bling, but I keep, I'll, I'll keep you up on it. I'll keep you up on the lifestyle in which you have become accustomed to. You keep having sex with me. It kind of is a little bit hypocritical. On one hand, DMX is saying, look, you gave, I gave you, you gave me. So it's an even trade, whereas Cisco... This fruitcake, he's saying, I, I I give you the jewelry and the bling bling. For what? I've never bought a woman a piece of jewelry that I was just having sex with. I've never got a, a nails done, hair done. I've never paid a utility bill. I can't relate to that. I can't relate to men who give women money for sex, who take women out for sex, who pay utility bills for sex who buy roses and do stupid stuff specifically for sex. I can't relate to that. I don't know what that's about. I can't I can't even imagine that. Those those, those are what men like Cisco do. That's what men like Steve Harvey did back in the day. These old school players out here, man, these fruitcakes, these losers, these psychos. And we need to get back to a point where men actually acted like men. You know, I respect men who 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 have enough respect for themselves 
to be like, look, I'm willing to cut you off if you try to talk about some, I want a sponsor. You're going to do this for me in order to get this. No, nah, you got to respect yourself as a man to be like, no, nah, are you crazy? I don't put your sex up on a pedestal. I give you what you gave me, boo. You know? <laughs> hey, that's what it is. Boo. So are these people. Now, but I like DMX, man. I've always liked DMX. From a rap standpoint, I've always enjoyed his music from a a realness standpoint, you know, and, and just even from a, you know, a industry standpoint. You know, he's always been, I mean, he's, you know, he, he got into it, and I think one of the reasons why you're seeing him, you know, being demonized and ostracized by the media is because, He's gotten to a point in his life and his career where he said, you know what, I'm no longer going to subscribe to the Illuminati outline as put in place by, you know, the powers that be that so many of these other rappers fall into. He's not, he's too real for that. And unfortunately, he's he's paying the consequences. Same way Cat Williams paid the consequences, same way Michael Jackson paid the consequences, same way Whitney Houston paid the consequences, same way Tupac paid the consequences later, you know, later in life. Biggie. These are all people who 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 strayed away, you know. And you'll see more and more as time goes on. We'll start seeing more and more artists. They're getting stricter and stricter and stricter. You know, I don't want to get too deep, but a lot of this stuff that you're seeing, a lot of these these deaths. A lot of these hip hop deaths, a lot of these overdoses, we didn't see it that much back in the day. They're, you know, they're cracking down. It's time to pay up. It's either you're, you know, you're. They're making it so that lines are being drawn in the sand. You're either for us or you're against us. They want it. That's why every, you know, all these celebrities are. They're going. They're being extra with it. They're wearing the clothing. They're rocking the colors. They're throwing up these signs more and more because it's like. The end of the world is coming. You know what I'm saying? Like time, the time is winding down. So you got to make it uh, abundantly clear who and what you stand for and what you represent. And if you do represent and you are down, you got to show your worth. You got to show your allegiance. And next thing you know, oh, so and so's mom passed away. Oh, so and so's best friend all of a sudden mysteriously died. Oh, so and so's daughter died. Like it's crazy. Like all these deaths. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know, Courtney. Have you ever known like just pe- all types of people just mysteriously dying for no reason, like in your family or your circle or just out and about? No, not like how it is in the the industry, the entertainment industry. It's like very common now. Like you said, it wasn't like that at first. It was like every now and then you would hear about somebody passing away, but now it's like it seems like every month there's somebody or their family member. It's nothing but it's called a it's actually called a blood sacrifice, so which is the the ultimate price of uh you know, of fame. But like I said, we're not here for that tonight, but in two thousand and fourteen we definitely will continue to educate and illuminate, you know what I'm saying, uh on, on these issues that unfortunately so often remain in the dark. Um but what else though? So let me finish this up. It says, you know, uh, what is it, baby? Tell me what you want from me. He's doing this whole little thing. Gave you, put you up on it. Bling, bling, and the jewelry girl. I bought it. Now this is my favorite part, and evidently this is Courtney's favorite part. This is Terry's favorite part. There's a lot of women out there looking for their names, and this is this is why one of the reasons why it was my favorite part back in the day is because 
literally, and this is no exaggeration, this is what my stable looked like. Literally, like I had like the same a number of number of women, and we can count them. Somebody count them up for me if you can while I'm doing this, because it's very applicable. He said there was Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, Lashawn, Inez, and Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookie. Well, I met her in the ice cream parlor. Tanya, Diane. Lori and Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kims, Latoya, and Tina, Shelly, and Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, right? Stacy, Tracy, Rana and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana, and Wanda. They were all treated fairly. But yet and still, bitches is on some other stuff now that I'm effing with Drew Hill. You see what I'm saying? I'm, but I'm going to keep it real. You see, this is what y'all got to realize, ladies. And this is, we can talk about this from a couple of different angles. But all men, whether they admit it or not, have a similar amount of women that they have to call up at any given time if they want to. What are your thoughts on that? Did you realize like it was like you were one of those those women? I think we may have lost Courtney for a second. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Go. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, that was me. Um, no, I I was saying that yeah, I was one of many. I really was, and I didn't know at first, but like in hindsight, it makes sense. Like especially in college, like. You're really one of like ten, fifteen. You know those guys are hopping between, like from dorm to dorm. So, yeah, I can relate to that being one of those women. Yeah, like like you said, one of ten, one of fifteen, and and you. It's funny because you will hear women who will, will literally know that they you know they're dealing with a player. But they will still, interesting enough, that that's how like the delusion, the state of delusion is so deep that they will think, they will know that you're a player who has multiple women, but they will still think that for whatever reason, they have some type of power in, you know, in between their legs. That they can, you know, execute, you know, over you and, and you know, and get what it is that they want. But that's just not the case. When you have Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia... I've dealt with at least seven or eight of these same women. I've dealt with a Katrina, uh, uh, Tisha, Dawn, Lisa. Who else have I dealt with in here? Tanya, Carla, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina. My ex-girlfriend's name was Kim. LaToya, tons of toys, you know, uh, Rashida. Nicole, trying to uh, let's see Rhonda, Stacy, that's Wanda. I, you know what I'm saying? Like this, you might as well say this is my list. You know, give or take a few names. And so all I'm saying is, ladies, don't be one of these women. He's telling you straight up. You know, big pun. Well, no, not big pun. Uh, Fat Joe says in one of his songs, he said, "I don't need that stress." 
I got my wife at home. Y'all know that song. And a lot of women, they're, they, you know, they're putting these men through the through the ringer. They're making them jump through hoops. They're they're making them playing all these sexual games. It's like, yo, come on, what you mean? You know, I got a wife. You know, Fat Joe says, come on. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I got my wife at home. Y'all gotta understand, you guys. You know, when it when you're being viewed just for sex, you're always gonna be expendable. Whether you, the guy has a wife whether he has a girlfriend, or whether he's just single and has multiple other jump-offs. You're always going to be expendable unless you are the wife to the point where he has actual significant feelings for you. He says, he says, and this is the funny thing, he says, all these women, but that being said, they were all treated fairly, but yet and still, these chicks is on some other stuff now that I'm effing with Drew Hill, but I'm going to keep it real. What the F you want from a nigga? You know what I'm saying? You know, and this is, let I me mean, keep it moving. But how, how deep is that? Any thoughts on that particular part, Courtney, before we keep it moving? I mean, it's, I don't really have much to to add to it. It's, that's self-explanatory. It really is. Right. You can't think that, you know, you're someone special when you're one of many. Like, right. stop. And it, it's crazy. And, you know, we, a lot of women, you know, they do have that feeling like, oh, you know, I'm the best thing. I'm the best woman out there. And a part of the blame is the, you know, men they've dealt with prior to that man that just have blown their heads up to make them feel like they're, you know, the best woman out there. And they were only doing it just because they wanted sex. But us as women, we don't, you know, we don't connect the dots like that because we're not men. So, you know, that's where that mentality comes from. Right, right. It says right here, and then he goes into the last verse. He says, he reminisces. And this is what a lot of men like myself, a lot of men like Marv, a lot of men like Randy, well, you know, even Steve, he's called into the show. We think back uh, about, you know, where we were back in the day when we didn't have a lot of money, when we weren't successful, when we weren't professional, when we were in school. And we've done whole barbershop talk shows where you've heard some of the realest men in the country specifically talking about the importance of seeing and recognizing a man's potential. You know, and DMX just does it from a, you know, from a different perspective, obviously, but, you know, from a thug perspective. But like I said, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, you know, a relationship counselor, whoever you are, or you're the local neighborhood drug dealer or the jailbird, you're all you're all going to have similar stories about how you were treated by women back in the day. He says right here, when I think about when a nigga didn't have, when a nigga told a joke and the bitches didn't laugh. See, now I do the math and see if you got this and this and this. To some cats, that nigga's the, you know what I'm saying? And that's all they're messing with. But CDs don't know, and if these bitches ain't for real, then these bitches don't go. Let me see. Now, let's stop right there for a second. This is what he's saying. He's reminiscing, in case you didn't get it, he's reminiscing on back when he was less, when he was not successful, when he told a joke, and then women just looked at him like he was crazy. When he didn't have the millions of dollars and the, you know, the, the, the platinum plaques and the, the success, a lot of women they looked at the other guys who had the material goods, the money, the cars, the jobs. And he said to, to some women, those those dudes are the stuff. That's who they, they want to deal with. You see what I'm saying? He says as a result of that, when you treat, you know, those women who treated him like that, 
He says, knock on the door, no show. I'm sleep or trying to creep with your best friend. Put it in, dig deep. And that's really, you know, that's, that's deep. You really got to dissect that. Because what he's saying is, I'm sleep or trying to creep with your best friend. He, do, he doesn't respect you enough, you know, to, to, to focus on you. He's going to disrespect you so much. He's going to try to have sex with your best friend. He's trying to creep with your best friend. You know, and that is how, and again, this whole show I prefaced it in the beginning by saying what we're here for tonight is to help you avoid being called a bitch. Well, yeah, we're using the term tonight, but we're using it so you guys can see why it's being used so you guys can help avoid it from being used to describe you. Because if you're the type of, a lot of women, are they're not going to hear it, but they're not connecting the dots. Back in the day, you know, a lot of women don't see that man's potential. They don't see you know, what he could be. And it's because because he lives with his mom or because he doesn't drive a nice car, they say, whoa, he's not, you know, anybody. He's he's corny. So I'm going to deal with somebody who has what I want now, whereas this guy, he doesn't have it now, but he's going to have it in 10 years, in five years, or whatever the case is, you know. But the problem is when you come back, you know, for him or when he comes back for you or, you know what I'm saying, at that time, He's not going to want you. That's in the book as well coming up. We talk about it. It's going to be, nah, I'm, I'm going to get the sex, and then I'm going to creep with your best friend. That shows how much I, dis, I you know, don't respect you because of how you viewed me back in the day. And that is so real. You've heard men from around the country, good men, uh, say the same thing, but now you're hearing DMX say the same thing. This has never been, you've never seen, a lot of women were thinking that the mentality between the godly men and the, you know, and and the good guys, the professionals, was so vastly different than the thugs, when in reality it's not different at all. There's no difference. There's no difference from the true man of God, you know what I'm saying, and and, and a thug in regards to how he views the woman. Either way, He's either going to view you as a wife or as a hoe, one way or the other, whether he's a thug or whoever. Is that how, what category you go into, all that depends on is you. Any thoughts on that? That I, This song is so real. It's realer than I even, you know, knew it was. But I just wanted to make a comment just about, you know, the women who try to go back after not wanting a guy. I was one of those women, too. <laughs> I was all of those women in the song. It feels like, you know, all those situations are, are things that I can relate to. But, yeah, I remember not liking a guy, and uh, I remember him asking me out on a date, and I said I didn't want to go out with him, and I would just make fun of him to my friends. It was like I would talk about him so bad. Um, but then, you know, years later, you know, he looked a lot different, like changed his whole look. And then I found myself being attracted to him. And I found myself saying, oh, well, you know, I know he used to like me back in the day, so, you know, maybe I can see what's up now. And I just remember trying to have something with him or trying to develop something with him. And I remember him, he targeted me for sex and for a one-night stand at that. And he had a girlfriend on top of that. So that just shows that you can't go back and expect, or at least not something that you want. Right. It's, um, you know, it's just, it's a losing battle. You know, it'll never, um, you know, dealing with these types of guys will never have, 
the uh, the result. I shouldn't even say these types of guys. I should say being that type of woman, you know, because either way, whether you're dealing with the professional or you're dealing with the thug, the the, the behavior will be the same. You know, like like Randy said earlier. I mean, he's not dating the hood rats, you know, and he's not a thug. You know what I mean? So it's just about, but whereas, but the behavior is still the same. He still said he currently still has a couple of jump offs. You know, if you have jump offs, that means you're viewing them as a hoe. There is no possible respect. It's funny. Women will say, "Oh yeah, I have a friend with benefits." I have like, "Yo, you got a boyfriend?" They be like, "No, nah, I don't have a boyfriend, but I have a friend." But very few women will say, "Oh yeah, no, I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm a jump off." You ever heard a woman say that? No, no one wants to. No woman wants to admit that's what she is. She'll try to glamorize the situation. Yeah, I'm about to put that on Facebook. I'm about to put that on Facebook right after. Uh, you know, the show. A lot of women, but what they don't realize is that it's the same thing. There's no, there's no difference between a friend with benefits and a jump off. You're still being viewed as a hoe. That's what I'm saying. If he's not committing to you, but he's having, se- oh, God, I can't wait. Just Can you just, like, go on one of your rants, Courtney, so I can just type this while you're talking? I can't wait to just get this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, out here. Because this is it's crazy. A lot of women, they glamorize it like you said. They just they 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 think there's something respectable about being having a friend, but nobody wants to be the booty call. How you want to be a, a friend with benefits, but not want to be a booty call or a jump off when they're the same exact thing? If he ain't committing, right. he's viewing you as a hoe. That's it. Now he says he says so. Now I do the math to see if you got this and this and this. Some cats that niggas. Just, you see what I'm saying? And that's all they're messing with. That's the th- key that he said that's and that's all they're messing with. Some women only deal with guys with money. money men who have X, Y, and Z. The ballers. Knock on the door, no show. I'm sleep trying to creep with your be- with your best friend, put it in dig deep. Now many of you who listen on a regular basis, I didn't even plan on doing this show. Y'all know that. But Courtney, you remember a story I told probably not more than a week ago. Do you remember that story I told in regards to the woman I was dealing with and how I tried to creep with her best friend? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, I just told that story on, I think it was the Christmas the Christmas show, the, the pre-Christmas show. I'm pretty sure it was that show or uh, one of them either before or right after that, but it was, no, it was definitely in one of the last three or four live, last live shows. This is cra- you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Clearly, I'm not a thug. The same exact thing DMX did. Interestingly enough, Dadon Tolbert tried to do the same thing. And knowing, and funny thing, and I told y'all then, and I'll tell y'all again now. It didn't work, but it didn't matter if it worked. That's why DMX didn't say he did it. He said he's trying to do it, and most likely it didn't work for him either. You know what I'm saying? And most men who act like it's sweet like that, they could just do that. They're probably lying. But that's why he said, I'm trying to creep with your best friend. Just like I tried to creep with her, but it didn't work. But it's not about that. It's about how that man viewed that woman, the lack of respect that that man had for that woman to even make him think that that would be okay to do. And that's what you ladies want to focus on and uh, and try to avoid happening, um, you know, in your life. It says right here, and Cisco goes into some some one of his – his rants, he says, 
let me talk to him for a minute. I know, I know, I know it's so hard to be a victim of my reality. I heard you calling me names, saying that I was trife. But one thing you got to know is that I'm going to be a nigga for life. You know what I'm saying? And that's very true, ladies. A lot of women I, I counsel, you know, I'll say, well, you know, you dealt with this guy on and off for five years, six years, ten years. What was it that kept you there for so long? And one of the first things they'll say is, well, I thought he was going to change. I hoped he could change. You know, yeah, I called him names. I cussed him out. I popped up at his crib and this and that. But, you know, I thought he would change. But what you got to realize is no one is going to change when you're dealing with someone who's going to be a nigger for life. Okay? That's basically how it goes. You know, any any thoughts on it? You ever dealt with a, a, a man who is destined to be a nigger for life? <laughs> Actually, the funny part is I... I'm gonna say no. I what I'll say is I'm just just reflecting um, on those experiences. They didn't; those men didn't view me as their future. But I I don't think that they'll be like that, you know, forever. Because how they treated me, I'm sure that they don't treat their girlfriends or um, fiancés. It's a totally. I feel like it's a totally different situation. And um, so, I mean, I could be honest and say that, and that was a lot of it was just based on how I carried myself. Right, and it's interesting that you said that because I was about to say that is I was going to add an addendum to that piece of advice. You're right. We talk all the time about the three stages that men go through. There are definitely stages, you know, and some men look like me. Like she said, I, you know, I tried to creep with her best friend, but clearly I wouldn't do that to anyone that I actually cared about. You see what I'm saying? And and you really got to realize if you're being disrespected, which is really the whole point of this show, if you're the recipient of this type of behavior, you really have to look at, you know, how you view yourself and you have to look at how these men are viewing you because that's the ultimate disrespect. You know, I see a call on the line from the, uh, what's this, 248 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. 248, you there? 812? Okay, I guess they just want to listen in. But, yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is, man. We're going to get ready to wrap it up. But, you know, you, you don't want to ever deal with someone who is a deadbeat or who, in the way, you know, I would say, well, how do you know he's going to be a deadbeat? Well, you know he's going to be a deadbeat specifically because of how he, you know, how he's viewing you when he's with you. If a man isn't passionate about marrying you, then he's going to be a deadbeat at some point. You know, and if he's not a deadbeat, he's going to be giving whatever he's giving out of pure obligation. You know, when I say obligation, I mean, you know, obligation regulated by the court system. You know, we talked about the other night what the word says about men who do that. It says anyone who does not provide for their relatives, especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Okay, yes, that will happen. Yes, that will be his penalty. But at the same time, don't even worry about God taking care of him. You take care of yourself and don't even allow yourself to be in a situation like that to begin with. All right, that's basically it, guys. Man, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Came off a classic show on, um, 
you know, what was that, Monday night where we talked, or Sunday night where we talked about Dwayne Wade and, and, and the real, you know, Beyonce, Drunken Love, and so many different shows, uh, you know, that we were able to do in the first live show of 2014. A lot of people ask me, no, this was not the first live show of 2014. Sunday night, we were live, brand new show. If you missed it, definitely check it out. Classic show. Uh, Courtney, what last-minute words of wisdom do you have for the people? I would say to the ladies, if you find yourself attracted to the same types of men and, you know, you're being treated the same way um, by each man, you know, of course you naturally should leave the situation, but also do some self-reflection and just figure out what, you know, you are doing on your end or maybe things that you should not do um, so that you won't attract those men and so you won't attract those situations and you can have the love that you deserve. Absolutely. Excellent um, excellent point, guys. If you're looking to, um, you know, start the new year off right and you're looking to, um, you know, jumpstart your, your, you know, your emotional journey towards love, towards the goal of becoming a wife, definitely start the process, 855-55-DADON, uh, email uh, DADON, or Courtney at trctoday.com. And just, um, you know, don't put it off any longer. Um, and I, I'll say that. And also, too, you know, we we don't talk a lot about it, but, you know, it is 2014, and, you know, some people have been blessed by, with love in 2013, 2012, and even over the last 10 years with love. Definitely, um, you know, feel free to give back. You know, some people, many people, you know, want and need counseling but are not able to afford it. There is a donate tab at trctoday.com if you guys feel blessed to, um, you know, just to donate, you know, $5, $10, whatever it is, to, to go into the bank for, specifically set aside for someone who, you know, who can't afford counseling, you know, that week definitely, um, you know, that's what it goes to. It doesn't go to me. It literally goes to people who, you know, cannot um, afford the services, and then um, you know that's that's what it is, man. Click on uh, click on the donate tab, and um, you know, pay it forward to someone who, um, you know, is not as fortunate as as you have been able to be. And um, that and speaking of which, you know, this is you know I know Courtney's up there in Chicago where it's like, you know, a million degrees below zero. Here in Philly, it was the coldest <laughs> it's been in you know twenty years or something like that. I don't know. I think it was like a hundred years or something crazy. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's wintertime, guys. I mean, it's cold. It is what it is. I would say, you know, we don't need to see a million statuses, people complaining about the weather, because the reality is we are all somewhere right now where it's warm, whether that's your house, whether it's your car. I mean, I don't care where you are. You're listening to this show, which means you have some type of electronical connection, Internet, house, you know, Wi-Fi, something other than being on a cold, you know, pavement. Like, there are people out here who, who literally slept outside or slept in a, a, a bathroom like Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness or, you know, or who or, or died because they, you know, have no... I mean, this is real life for people. So, you know, really just be appreciative of the lives, the lives that you live, you know, even though it may seem like, you know, it's your life is is bad. No if you're listening to this show, your life ain't that bad. I'm telling you that straight up. Like if you're listening, if you have the means to listen, your life is not that bad. If you have an internet connection, your life ain't that bad. There are people in Pakistan, there are people in Iraq, there are people in, you know, bondage, in slavery, 
you know, disabled, handicapped, Africa, you know, who have like, you know what I'm saying? Like this, I mean, Dominican Republic, people living in third world countries, no electricity, no water, no heat, no TV, let alone, you know, some type of cell phone or something. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many people dying of AIDS or cancer and, you know, so many different problems that we as individuals often take for granted. So I would just encourage instead of complaining tonight or in the morning, I see a lot of complaints, start your day off with a with a, a, a scripture. Start your day off with a testimony. You don't have to, you know, update your status with a complaint. You know, just make it something positive that could be a blessing to somebody. And, and just watch how better you feel about yourself, how many people, you know, will inspire you or you can inspire but most importantly, how God will will view you and, and ultimately bless you. So uh, thank you all for listening in tonight. Courtney, thank you for being here with me. And uh, you guys know how we do. We'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Probably won't be live, but we'll come back live in a, uh, you know, in a few days or so. In the meantime, you can get caught up on the best of the Data on Tolbert show. So thank you all for listening in, man. And um, I wanted to tell you also real quick, Real quick before I forget, one of the next live shows I, what we're going to do is as Oscar time comes around, as the Golden Globes come around, we're going to we're going to do that next show on uh, probably over the weekend or some somewhere around there on on Twelve Years a Slave because I know it is nominated for a few awards, so we're definitely going to um, you know uh, discuss Twelve Years a Slave and 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 being a black man in 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 white America. So I you know that probably be one of the next live shows that we do. Um, so definitely just want to put that out there. So look out for it. It's going to be a classic show in the making. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all tomorrow night. Peace.
Date on tour, come and change. 